two episode or two episodes, two exploding heads horror movie podcast episode one twenty two. I'm Dave Z. I am here with the last Boy Scout and the Canadian Jaded One. Say hello, boys. Hey, Whoa. my name is Christian. Hey, my what? name is not. Why are we introducing <laughs> ourselves to our very small audience who knows who we are? You know why? Because I listened back to the Watson thing to the last show yesterday. I I, I listened back always the day Slit before. Your, your own wrists? <laughs> <laughs> because I forget what we did said. You, did you Stanley yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no longer Gordon. It's Stanley. Gordon the suicide. Oh, that's funny. Lord. I have a Gordon a Gordon reference in one of our movie reviews tonight that I noticed. <laughs> really? I think, I, think, I think someone Gordoned themselves in host. Jamie's going to hate it. We got into a discussion the other day, and, and, and she is adamant on Gordon not being suicidal, still <laughs> being alive, and being very smart because he avoided danger. So That's one I old just... fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. They do like a retrospective. It's like Gordon, like, <laughs> and then it's like a flashback episode. Everything. Isn't that in the box set? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the bonus. The bonus dick. The bonus dick. Bonus and then Jimmy dick. be like, "See you, skunks! I told you he lived. I told you." That's all the bonus material is. Is eight hours of Gordon. Yeah. Gotta do it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we should get like a, a scar from the window. <laughs> a broken back from Jason breaking his back. <laughs> and at the end, he just turns to the camera, and goes. And then a mask comes. <laughs> he wears a hockey mask. No, the oh. last the last line is him going, "Come here, Tommy. Come here, Tommy. Good boy, Tommy. Come here, Tommy." <laughs> and fucking Corey Feldman walks up to him. Jason hey, might as well what? be a dog now. This will explain what happened between four and five. <laughs> Gordon's rampage. Gordon's rampage. Before yeah. and at the end, Roy will come up and go, "Hey, dog." And then the and then it's like ah! and then that's why Roy is the killer in part five. You yeah. talking to me? You talking to me, dog? <laughs> you talking to me, dog? <laughs> Did you say hey Roy or hey boy? Yeah, hey Roy. Yeah, well, either or. <laughs> hey Roy. Wait a minute. Why is Roy the killer in five? What's his connection to Gordon? Well, Gordon's Gordon survives, but what we find out is that Jason is now in Gordon, and, jo- and now Gordon's a rampaging dog, and he goes on a oh. killing spree in Crystal Lake, and at the very end of that, it's like uh, the bridge movie between four and five, on how- and Now you're going to- Uh-oh. He's frozen, everybody. Doesn't everybody wish that this happened to Watson last show? <laughs> 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 Let me break it on- <laughs> I can just hear. I don't even have to have you with me. I can hear the audience cheer. <laughs> oh, good. oh shit! So uh, wait then. What I was saying before, as I froze, is that yeah. Jason goes to hell is now going to be canon. It's gonna. He's gonna. That's when it started. The first person he jumped into was Gordon. Well, right? that's what they say. The first person, like the, the, there are people first, that first, say first. Roy is like that precursor. I, obviously, they're. They're stretching, but they're trying to make a connection. And he jumped into Roy to explain the that Jason Goes to Hell wasn't that far of a stretch. 
But this is not going to be a Friday, Friday retro, Brandon, so don't weep. I just wanted to find out. I know Dave got the box set. I'm getting mine next week. I've yeah. read online that there's some inconsistencies. Like, I know, Jason, uh, Dave, you don't care, but in Jason Goes to Hell, the uncut version, they don't have the, the fly snapperino with the hand. Supposedly, they missed that scene. I heard that. Do you think they'll replace everybody's? I, who knows? I saw somebody post that there was issues with five different discs. Yeah. That's just their set, though. So now here's what I'm going to do. As soon as I get a free effing moment, I'm going to watch them all from part one right through part 12. In order, hopefully in October, I can watch 12 more movies. The way I've started, I don't know. But that's my plan. So I will watch all the discs. And I'll know, at least for me. Have you watched any of them? Because... Again, no. people are talking about, oh, I can't wait to get a 4K release of the of a one or one through four or whatever. Like, like they assume it's coming next and whatever. I'm like, but guys, remember the Blu-ray of them didn't even look all that great. You, you can see the green in there. I don't think 4K is going to change this. So I want to know what the 4K scan. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Have you watched the 4K scan of one and two yet? I've watched nothing, but I will tell you this. I will Google. I will disagree. I know I will disagree with you. I think the Blu-rays for one and two looked phenomenal. I thought I, I saw things I never saw. I, I thought it looked beautiful. The blood looked very red in part one. I, I, I every time I've got bought Friday the Thirteenth on a different thing where you know DVD to blue. Every time I it just keep keeps getting better to me. I mean, now I've heard this. If you want to talk about the new set, I've heard somebody say in one of those groups that. They like the uh, the way the other ones, the other Blu-rays looked that came out last time for for before the 2K scans. They they look better than these 2K scans. I don't know. It's one guy's opinion. That's why I said I'm going to watch it all. I haven't had time to watch. Uh, here's what I watch for the podcast. This is I'm so disgusted with myself because it's the 10th of October, and I think everything I've watched, maybe not everything, but I'm not even on movie 10 yet. Uh, wow. Well, he just broke out broke up and broke out <laughs> look at those pimples <laughs> so i don't know when dave comes back i can't believe it movie 10 as right before the show i was telling these guys including the host rewatch i'm on movie 26 of october already and that's not like me that's crazy amount of movies only one was non-horror it was get shorty everything else was horror how about you brandon how are you doing i don't i haven't kept track month by month but i'm probably i'm probably around where you are probably around 20 that's awesome. I, I'm Sorry, watching movies every day. I'm at like 440. Now, did he freeze? No, you opinion? you froze, and so we talked to try to fill the gap up. So, so Dave, like, I just want to find out, like, you said you watched 10 movies, and that's where you stopped. Yeah, and then I came unfrozen, and then Brandon was talking, and then he froze, so I could, so this is going to be a fucking nightmare. So I'm going to stop the recording, get the fuck off Skype, start all this shit over, and if this doesn't work, we're going to have a real problem here today, everybody. But let's try it again. Hopefully restarting this shit will fix it on my end. Sorry. Nope, no problem. So, as we were saying, you watch 20-something movies, you watch 20 movies. Exactly I, 20. That's weird. I just looked it up. I was at 19, really? and I forgot to log one from last night. So, yeah, 20 exactly. I'm going to find out exactly how many I've watched. I'm going to go to my I didn't I have not logged these last three that I watched for this show, but I, I'm pretty sure that when you go to recent activity, it, it tells you by the month. What, what it does. You can what, do that. The day? Okay, let's see. October 5th. Okay, so let's see. The Lodge. October 2nd. Is really everything I watch for this show? Possibly. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Okay, hold on. So let's see. Oculus on the 2nd. It follows the Lodge. That's three. 
Halloween. Oh, yeah, I watched the two Halloween. So that's one, two, three, four, five. House was number six. And then the three movies that I watched. So nine. I watched my, nine movies, and all but two were for podcasts. <laughs> so you're almost at a movie a day. As they say in yeah. Germany, nine good. <laughs> Do they say that in Germany? Who gives a fuck know. what they say in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck what you think? Yeah. <laughs> That's why um, right. I got a bone to pick. Like Marco's getting a lot more vocal on our page now. Marco from Finland. Oh, I'm finished with oh. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that these guys can be so vocal when really the rest of the world does not give a shit about Finland. When is the last time Finland popped up in any conversation about even during the coronavirus? No one. No one's uttered the words, I wonder how Finland's doing. <laughs> no one's uttered those words. <laughs> I say good for them. They're off yeah. the map. They're off it, the radar. It is true. Doesn't I know. James lives in Finland too, right? My bird is actually good for them. I totally agree. My bird? Your bird is Finnish? Burn. My burn. Uh, like my joke. Oh, I heard bird too. <laughs> my bird. <laughs> I said my bird. I go, my oh, eagle my... is this good for guy, them. This fucking guy's roasting a chicken over here. <laughs> I thought he was literally. I thought he was legitimately going to say, "My bird is from Finland." I thought he was going to say, "My bird is yeah. Finnish." He's, he's a cuckoo. He's got, he's got a Finnish parrot. Parker socks. The dumbest birds I know. I have. I own are from Finland. Holy shit! I'm so, uh, kidding, Marco. Marco's a great guy, and he des- he dishes oh, it out. We got to take it. He always praises Dave, though. He's like the cult of Z leader. Yeah, Marco is. A Somebody cult. likes me. Yeah. We're not Marco. getting into it. No, never again. again. I will say this, though, on all that. I mean, it's funny because I addressed it slightly. As I was saying earlier, I listened Uh-oh. to the last show the day before. Every time we record Saturday, I listen to the show we just did the last time the night before, if if applicable. You know, and if it's if it's out and I can, then I do. Such big words. That was well, like a syllable word. Yes, applicable. Applicable. <laughs> if I can, I do. If it's a <laughs> and uh, you know why though? I say that because when I... I'm giving my wife cunnilingus. I'm like applicable, applicable, applicable. So your wife's your wife's <laughs> pussy is, is is called an app. You say that her app is lickable. Yeah, yeah. This app is lickable. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the ABCs. All you got to do is repeat applicable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> applicable. Applicable. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Oh, it's the best part. As long as I can remember what I was getting at, it's great. Even if it's not, it's still great because who cares? Jokes are funnier than what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, the last show. The last show I always listen to because I can't remember shit. So you guys always say a joke or this or that or something, and I can't remember what the hell was said on the last show? So I'm like, oh, so now I always listen to just to stay up to, up to snuff. You know what I mean? So I listened the day before. So I listened to the yesterday the last show yesterday, and I noticed that in the beginning I did the old school intro because I was gonna do make a joke at Watson and saying, and now here really there's something about the morning zoo, some type of crack about it. And now this is early morning on a Saturday. It's officially the morning zoo because we have. You know, Watson, whatever. So all because of that, to make a, a, you know, a clever intro, I had that in my head about the old school intro. So because I listened yesterday, that was in my head today, and that's why I did it today. And getting back to last show again, 
I mentioned it on last show that something happened involving the skeleton crew. And so I already planted the scene. I said somebody jumped all over me, and that was it. And that's where it ended. Of course, what, I'm not going to discuss it further. Everybody knows that it's been <laughs> in the page, whatever, in pages. <laughs> and the best part of all that is, number one, it's behind me. Number two, a lot of people, I want to thank them, not personally. They know who they are. Some people messaged me personally. Some people said things in, in the you know in the page when I had my rebuttal to what was being said about me and uh it i honestly i felt really bad like i felt i haven't felt that way in a long time i felt like like shameful and sad and depressed and like a really bad person even though what i did wasn't intended to be i I was like if people are thinking this about me i feel like a a real heel but all these people came out and i I know it sounds cheesy and and corny or whatever but they really did lift my spirits and i really did feel a lot better because truth be told i am a sensitive cat Shit does get to me. Really? I, mean, I try not. <laughs> I don't talk about it online. I don't go online and say I'm depressed or I'm thinking about offing myself or this or that or the other thing, like the way some people, it's kind of fashionable these days. People go out and they, they, they share all that stuff. And like if someone's like a, if someone yes. is depressed, it seems like everybody knows about it, that they're prone to it. I don't discuss my shit, but I will say that I am I am very sensitive about emotions and it, it does suck and, and, and things did get to me. But at the end of the day, everything I felt so good after a couple hours of getting home from work, making that post, and all the support that I got. And some, like I said, some people talked to me privately, some people publicly, but everyone had so many nice things to say that uh, I just want to thank them. And let's let's move on. You know what it made that. you felt better? What it made you felt even better is watching the goddamn front of the thirteenth box set and looking at that uncut gore. Did you look at that? That's the first thing I'm doing. That and watching three in 3D. Then I'll watch everything else. I'm returning mine. I'm returning mine. <laughs> I already found an issue. I watched part one. No Jason. <laughs> they, they, they cut him out of the entire fucking movie. What the fuck? Imagine, but even all the joking aside, I know that, that was funny, but imagine they cut out the iconic ending. Like they just left it out. Real missing. <laughs> yeah, real missing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got the poster. No, Shut up. No rat part two. <laughs> yeah. <There's> the, <laughs> they re-edited it so that Jenny pees. She comes up, she's soaking wet. Maybe there's a trail of piss that Jason falls. It's like oh. Cannibal Holocaust. So there's, there's no animals. So there's no Gordon. There's no Muffin. There's no rat. Imagine no animals. <laughs> they got all, all these animals. The snake scene will definitely be cut. That was inhumane yeah. anyway. They took everything with animals out. <laughs> the Animal Free Friday. We should put up our own. We should sell it real cheap. You know what I mean? Because who's going to buy it from us? But I mean, we should come up with a Friday the 13th thing. All of them do our commentary, our own commentary through it and put all the stuff in it and then freaking sell that as a pay. Oh, we get arrested. Maybe not. Yeah, we get arrested. Yeah, I think that's called copyright it. infringement, Dave. <laughs> we can do Comes it here. Maybe fine. a patron will buy it. Yeah. Right? I just Patrons, want to know, get- would you want to hear us a disc set? Of all of us doing commentary on it. We pretty much did that on our show. Uh, All we have to do is I just have to re-edit our show on Friday the 13th and then put it on the movie soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you did it better on TGIF 13 because you were actually watching the movie. So you've already done commentary. (laughs) But I edited it down. I edited it down. Neil always gets mad at me because he's like, oh, you fast forward through the movie. I go, I don't fast forward through the movie. I just, after we're done, I'm like, okay, Vince and I are not talking right now. We're taking a fucking breath for once. And like, you know, he's not blowing me in in, in that time frame. (laughs) In between between successes. Thank you. (laughs) So I cut it down, make it 
like the goal is entertainment. I do not, and I would have never expected anybody to go, oh my God, Vincent Christian are back on. I can't, I'm going to align my movie, get the podcast ready, okay, and play. Come on, who the fuck? Very few people are going to ever do that. And those people that do are fucking crazy. Very few people are going to listen to TGI Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) You prick. You fucking skunk. These are not the October Skeleton Crew specials. This is TGIF 13. (laughs) No, we should do it. We should. Now, now we have a better reason to do it all because yours were done a certain way with not watching the movie as you're listening in mind. Ours, we didn't talk about them chronologically because we don't do walkthrough reviews. Thank goodness. So it's like if we, if the three of us and Vince got together it could be a freaking hell of a production and we could all watch the movie together and give our commentary from front to back each movie i think it'd be it'd be phenomenal it would, the only it, thing is I, i'd be regurgitating the same information and jokes because at so that point I, how that's many times have i about. discussed this like you're regurgitating vince's cock <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Was that joke applicable? <laughs> you never heard of NA when you put it on a um uh, you know fill out a, 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 a anything and it says put NA you know not oh yeah not applicable I can't say the word today I can't say, I don't know if I applicable there you go you said it just, yeah. I can't say Moriarty that name M O R I A R I can't say that name cinematography cinematography. Cinematography. There it is, cinematography. It's because I'm, t- I'm trying not I to see it, and I say I, it now. I think he's dyslexic and doesn't know it. Cinematography. Cinematography. No, but no, I did there, do it there. There you I, said I, it right. There you said it right. It's really funny because Alex, when he used to talk about Gary Hill's show, when he was first debuting, he said it a couple times. He goes, Gary, he didn't say it every single time, but a few times he slipped and he said, Gary Hill was the host of a, of a new podcast called Cinema Beef. And he goes, it was cinema beef. It is. But cinema, he said a couple. And I, 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 I always registered. I was like, that's funny, cinema. You know? Cinema, cinema, cinema. It's what's like, what the, do you call it? What's the lion's name from Lion King? Simba. Okay. Oh. I think. I thought you were going to say Cinnaba. Uh. Cinnabons? They can't all be winners, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Look behind Christian. I had to order that freaking VHS to get the. Here's a mask with red lights in his eyes. People are up in arms with that too. That is weird that they Can did I not include that one, even as an insert. Like, why would you have put the other two covers in that box set and not the original? People hate it. That's why. <laughs> not not according to every horror fan that's posted about the set since it's come out. I guess I guess the, the people thought that they hated it because you know, <laughs> that, that's like a they, they hated it until like, they didn't get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> people, if it was in there, they'd be like, "Oh man, I wish they'd come up with some new artwork." I hate this. <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> win with fucking horror fans, <laughs> especially <laughs> franchise fans. You know, whenever it's a franchise, oh, why'd they put the original art? They could have come up with some new artwork. Oh, yeah. new artwork. Why did they put the original in here? <laughs> well, it's smart. They do two. If you have two. One of them should have been that. Instead, it was the, that, that old poster. If Jason haunts you, you're dead. Or whatever. You know, that thing. The, the joke we cracked last time. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you doing? I just admire the artwork. <laughs> I know. It's great. I love walking in my Friday room, especially now because I got the posters. Cause, now, do, you, do you go into your Friday room any other day except Friday? Every single day. Every day. I go in there and I look and I admire it. And I'm really happy. You know, and I always second guess. 
about, about the Halloween corner, and I wish I would have made this decision first so I could have every single thing just be Friday. And I'm like, what am I going to do? How can I do it? But I'm, I have no room. So it's like, do I take some other posters down? How can I take posters down that I own that I like and just get rid of them? You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's, it's a starting a new a podcast, No More Room in Dave's Basement. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a Brandon joke. That <laughs> is. Not as witty. That's a good joke. I like it. (laughs) But I got the set two days ago. Yay, Brandon likes my joke. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got the set two days ago. I got the frames yesterday. Everything lined up perfectly. Last night I framed them. And oh, boy, it was a headache to do because of the cats. No matter what time I tried to do it, the cats were there. Now, I came home from work last night. Had to go through freaking two hours of BS because of all the stuff I posted. Because remember, I'm, I'm just hearing things at work. People are sending me screen caps. Look what she said about you. This and, this. and I'm like, oh man, look at this. And now, now I, I'm listening to our podcast, and I really wanted to listen back to that lodge and everything else because I know we got deep in the weeds, and the, you know it was a, an interesting review. And I couldn't even enjoy it or concentrate on everything we were saying because I'm bugging out about all this. So, and of course, I'm like, I'm going to get home as soon as I get home. I'm going to get my wits together and I'm going to post a response. So I go home at four o'clock, four thirty, and then I put it up. Now my plan is to come home from work yesterday before all that nonsense. I have to watch it chapter two. It's almost three hours, and I have to watch the host. Host, excuse me. You know, four hours worth of stuff. I'm like, okay, let me do this. But now, because all that stuff happened, it took me two hours to even be able to start watching the movie. And then I'm excited about the box set, and I got the frames here. So I come home, and right before I watch chapter two, I come down here. I'm like, let me try to do this, and whatever. And the cats. They're walking on the, the, the poster board. They're walking near the posters. They're doing this. You, I cannot do anything, especially with Lucky, because he, he he needs to be doing something at all times. So I'm like, son of a gun. All right. I'll go upstairs. I'll watch the movie. Eventually, they fall asleep. So then the movies end. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I come downstairs, almost midnight, actually, and I'm trying to do it again. Here comes Lucky. <laughs> oh my God. And now he's walking on the freaking, now I have the stuff out that comes with the poster. So when he's walking, he's getting freaking cat hair uh, on the freaking, not, it's not glass, but you know, the plastic part. That's yeah, when you just lock, lock Lucky into the frame and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cat, like, there you go, Lucky. Remember those cartoons? Those, yeah. When the cat would be flattened up against the wall yeah. and then slide down. Just lock him in his, and then you can, then the whole night is yours. You can always take him back to where you stole him from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Oh. Poor so baby. I had to legitimately go into the laundry room where I just have enough room to sit on the floor and do this, and I got stuff all over the laundry room, so it's hard to do. This is my, for years I had no problems the last two years being down here. As soon as this became the cat's, you know, room as well. Everything's out the window. So there's like, so it was a stressful thing. And then I had to hang them up and everything else. But I got them up. I was up late doing it. And but I'm so happy with it. They're great posters. They really are. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we came on. And so Christian, you're not. Oh yeah, you got. Them I ordered them. through Amazon, so mine will actually come. They gave me the time frame about October 15, 16. Me too. So. I have a second one coming too. I bought two just in case. So, yeah, well, maybe your next one, like, so I didn't get the posters, but I was saying that I, I thought that the, the box art one, the one that is like the actual box set poster was looked good, but I was really intrigued or what I've saw everybody posting about the one where Jason's popping out of the canoe and grabbing Alice. And that looks great. And then you mentioned that okay. he looks like a fucking, hey. you tell me what he looks like now that I'm never going to, I'm not going to be able to unsee it now moving forward. Uh, I was really excited. 
I was really excited when I got home that day and the box was here. And then, of course, I had a delay because my wife, half of the reason I'm behind is because my wife is addicted to this Lovecraft Country show. And I do enjoy the show. But the thing is, because here's the worst part. She's not even on physical media. Physical media. She's not even on social. <laughs> social. Irene Blu-ray box. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, not physical media. She's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm so used to saying physical media. Um, she is not even on social media. She has an Instagram thing, and it's mostly posting pictures of, of Shango, of the cat, of Lucky. Go see it, by the way. Lucky Sean Go. Look him up. He, I'm telling you, it's a great Instagram page. It's his whole story and there's tons of pictures. She's putting stuff there every day. It's it, it, Believe me, if you're into cats at all, watch it. Now, then she has another one where she's selling some things. She's into this uh, mirror business, and uh, you know she's, she's doing good, and it takes up a lot of her time. So she's not even on social media talking about the show, but when she goes to work and people she knows to in her personal life, they keep spoiling stuff for her. So she's like, I have to watch this this show and I have to get to episode 10 or 11, whatever on, because no matter what I do, they keep spoiling stuff. So I have to catch up, catch up, catch up. So I don't get spoiled. So that date equates to every free time I have when the three of us are home. It's Lovecraft country, two hours, sometimes three, just to catch up. So because of Lovecraft country or County, whatever the hell it is, this is all I'm I'm watching during the week when we're, when we're all home and it's cut into that time. So that that's why I'm at where I'm at now. Uh, why did I start talking about Lovecraft? Oh, I know. The, the ketchup. The box set. It's the box set. No, no, hold on. So I came why home. What joke? I was laughing because I was like, why? You're like questioning why you started talking about this. I just want to know between like watching Lovecraft Country or County or whatever the fuck it's called in her mirror business, does she have time to reflect? Sorry, it's <laughs> a really bad joke. <laughs> uh, I thought my ketchup joke was better. She's was... like, I got. I got... I got to catch up. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Oh, <laughs> that's a Kill Bill joke. Nice. Bill. Um, so, so oh, that's a Pulp home... Fiction joke, wasn't it? Oh, you're right. It was yeah. Pulp Fiction. I, First, I, I was thinking Uma Thurman. Good call. Uma. Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry, we've interrupted this story many times. I don't care. This is what it's all about. As long as I can re- recollect what I started saying, it doesn't matter. So now... The box is on my uh, on my porch, and I'm thinking about this thing for months. And there it is. And I get home and I do a thing or two, and she's like, "Oh, can you watch Lovecraft now?" And I'm like, "So now I have the box right there. I'm about to open it, and, and I'm so excited about it, and I can't." So then I got to I literally am watching Lovecraft with the freaking box next to me like this. <laughs> so a couple hours, <laughs> it stood right up. I was like an armrest. Okay, as soon as this is over, I'm opening this bad boy. You know. <laughs> so so the thing ends. I get on the on the ground. I get the scissors. I get. I open the thing up. I I, I see the tubes. I see the movies. I'm ah basking in all in all its glory. I'm like this. I've waited for this box set proper for as long as I can remember. You know what I mean? It's finally here. So I take the posters out and I'm showing Francesca. I'm like, look, isn't this cool? She's like, yeah. So now I I, I undo all the stuff. I roll out the posters and I show her the Friday the Thirteenth. And what's great about it is. It's him coming out of the water. It says 40th anniversary on it. In the background, you could see what I think is Pamela and some other cool things, and it's well done and everything else. But as I do it and I sit on the ground, the first thing she says to me, because she doesn't miss a beat, <laughs> she says, she goes, how come Jason's face looks like that? I said, what do you mean? She goes, it doesn't look that way in the movie. And I said, well, I go, well, nobody's perfect. It's an artist rendition. So then I look, I give it a closer look. And ever since then, and now I can't unsee it, it looks to me like a garbage pale kid version of, uh, of Jesus. 
<laughs> I'm look, I got to look at it now while, while we were talking. Maybe Jason. Well, can B see it? Hold on. Let me, uh, will B see it if you put it up here? I, I can send it through. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, you got it? I got it. I got it. Yeah. You know how the garbage pail kid art is? You know, with their, their, their faces? It's, it looks like the, the artist that does garbage pail kids. Not that his head's too big, although it's supposed to be anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, not that his head is enlarged like a garbage pail kid, but the artwork itself looks like they commissioned. Oh, you can't even. You need a close up. Hold on. Let me. Well, you zoom in. No. That looks like, to- that looks like a Toxic Avenger and Sloth had a baby. Well, that's a very bad. Yeah. It's a very bad rendition of the poster. It's a Toxic Avenger. Yeah, it does. It looks like Toxic Avenger meets a garbage pail kid. <laughs> <laughs> It does look great, Jason. She's right, but it's not. It's not as bad as Christian's version. He just no, it's not bad. I but But she's right. Yeah, there's yeah, there is something off now. Yeah, it's very uh, garbage pail kid. It's cartoony, like a garbage pail kid. Yeah, exactly. It's like the artist from Garbage Pail Kids tried to draw something legitimate. You know what it's like? It's It's like uh, it's kind of like a like a a garbage three kid. Yeah, kind of like a garbage pail kid that haven't gone to college. Scarfield kids go to college. <laughs> oh, that fucking movie. So that okay. So I do love that poster, and I don't care about it. it's a little garbage pail kitty. So be it. Everything, and I honestly haven't even taken the time to admire the poster. Wait, is there a cat spring- on there? I don't think so. You said a garbage pail kitty. Oh. <laughs> a garbage pail kitty. That should be something new. Someone does garbage pail kids for cats. Famous cats. <laughs> Osriel. The, the Siamese cats from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Azrael was the Beauty first the one. For the Smurfs? That was the first uh, cat yeah. that came to your mind? <laughs> yeah. What other famous cats are there? Azrael uh, was the first one I Sylvester. Oh, fucking Azrael. Yeah. And then I said the, the Siamese cats Garfield. from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Did you know what I called? Garfield, yeah. Heathcliff. Heathcliff. <laughs> he had a Siamese, if you please, from Lady and the Tramp, not Beauty and the Beast. Uh... Well, it's famous cats. Lucky. Lucky's a little famous. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Garage Bill Kitties. Yeah, it, it, it is really cool. I like that it's his 40th anniversary. And I, I'm telling you, I put it in the thing and I framed it and I hung it up last night before bed. But I st- still am yet to look at it and see what's actually in the picture. Like an admirer, just to like, check it out. But I think it's really cool. And I really do think that the other one, the lithograph, the wide one, I'm really impressed with the artwork. I think it's phenomenal. And I like how it's kind of done like um, letterboxed, where the top is black and the bottom is just black and all the artwork's in the middle. Something about it makes it look like like classy and official. I don't know. But Jason Unmasked in part three and and, and in part uh, seven, it's it's the best rendition I've seen as far as, you know, an an artist being commissioned to do it. It is probably the best I've seen. And, you know, we, we bought them, Fright Rags and other stuff and this and that. And we, we've seen a lot of stuff. But whoever did this, I'm going to look it up. It, it's a top-notch job. It really is. Top-notch. So, <laughs> top-notch. Well, I'm look, I'm not getting the poster, but I'm looking forward to the box set. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, I know there's people complaining. We were talking about this before as well, but about certain things. But at the end of the there's, day, I just want to see how those 4K scans look. And a third watch it poster. There's a third poster that I got. I don't know if it... <laughs> It was meant to, but here it is. <laughs> Davy makes another. <laughs> How fucking cute is Davy? I fucking love Davy. I'm, I'm How about an artist rendition of Davy? Do you want one of those? 
I would buy it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Maybe we can get one commission. Actually, I can get one of that done for you. I'm going to get one of that for you. When's your birthday? June. So next June, I will get you an artist rendition po- uh, <laughs> painting of Davy if you agree to hang it up. Oh, absolutely. If you're just if you're just joking and you really don't want it, then forget about it. But if you want it, I'll I'm get not it. I'm not joking. I would I think they should do posters of horror animals. Let's start something. It could be our gig, horror animals. Trading took cards. Them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trading. trading. Gordon, you, I'll I'll get I'll trade you two Gordons for a muffin. <laughs> 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 Throw in a Davy rookie card. <laughs> And uh, and a, and a Friday two rat and all the deal. There's been a lot of animals in these. Movies. There have, and I, I think about Argento. Argento can have his own set. All the animals in his movies. The Argento collection. I'm only putting three. I'll only give you three flies on Green Velvet. I can't. I can't afford to give you the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, each fly has his own thing. Oh, speaking of the devil, look who's here. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's the cat of nine tails. Yeah, indeed. Come here, buddy. Lucky is here. Come on. Come on. Well, so I talked about this on the page, and I did that challenge. I challenged myself to watch Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. And uh, myself. He pulled a beat. The only man who challenges himself. That was a challenge. One movie challenge. Watch Ghoulies. Are you fucking kidding me? This movie, I can understand why people can like it, but it's like, take everything that you liked about Revenge of the Nerds and Animal House and then make it not funny and then throw goofball talking ghoulies into it. And that's what you get. There's no horror here. It's just really bad joke after really bad joke. Almost none of them land. I think I chuckled twice. Twice. And and again, if it was any other movie, the, the, the chuckles would have not even existed if it was an actual funny movie. It just happened to be those. That was the that's what elevated it. Like two chuckles. Two <laughs> chuckles and fuckles. Chuckles. <laughs> chuckles the ass clown over here. I want everybody take a shot every time Christian says chuckles. <laughs> that's it. That's all you get in this movie. I challenge everybody to watch it. It's on Tubi. Continue. Enjoy. <laughs> it's on Tubi. It's yeah. on Tubi. Okay. Yeah, I saw it one time and one time only, and it was for a podcast, of course. It was Skeleton Crew won a horror franchise, Jumps the Shark Part 3. And that was the one that we watched because we decided to jump the shark at that movie. And I watched it, and it was it was horrible. I'm with you. I don't remember much about it, but I remember, I remember it was horrible, and somebody was skateboarding or doing some crazy thing <laughs> and outside of a school. I kind of bugged out because you said Animal House, and that brought me back to trauma from last night. But... <laughs> And uh, I was just thinking about an Animal House meme. Yeah. Animal House. House. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched it in so long. Wow. See you next Wednesday. Oh. Anyway, you know, it, 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 that's exactly it. You're like, you're like, well, maybe this will work, but nothing works. John Carl Beekle, I mean, RIP, but he was a horrible, horrible director. Uh oh, it's fighting words with me, Mister Mister New Blood. I know. I got. I got. Great special effects okay. guy, but horrible director. That's probably nice. right about that. Sorry, B. What'd you say? Don't mess with James Van de Beekler. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. James Van der Beekler. Van James Van der Beekler. <laughs> um, what about Beaker? And um, Bunsen. <laughs> Bunsen Honeydew. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Me, 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 me. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> what about... uh? Beekler. Okay, let's talk about part seven. Don't you think that the writing of part seven was more of the problem than the direction? 
Yeah. Okay. I could agree with that. Because good. he actually did a couple of good, cool hero shots of Jason. He did. It's just, I don't like the lighting. I think there's two major faults there. The, the, the director of photography or the cinematographer was shit. The soundtrack was shit and the script was shit. So he, he had, he really didn't have much to work with, but having said that, when you follow it up with Ghoulies 3 and your other credits are fucking Troll and Cellar Dweller, we got some problems. I think he did Troll. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. But Cellar Dweller, at least. Like, there's there's some bad Dweller. fucking shit there. Dweller. Yeah. I, I get a fucking... <laughs> did he do Prison? No, uh, he did the effects on Prison. That's where I think him and Kane Hodder went. I think Reddy Harlan directed Prison. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Your fave. Speaking of yeah. Rennie, you guys ready, Rennie? To... <laughs> Speaking of Rennie, what was the name of the guy? <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the, the third pack of cards. Toby, Toby, the fucking asshole dog. Worst dog ever. Worst dog in the history of what? Not no, not even a reason to be there in that movie, except for that thing at the end, the fake out. <laughs> and it's freaking a dog. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Anyway. <laughs> I am ready to review a movie. I'm at angry. Least he got to, at least he got to see New York. <laughs> That's what he was doing the whole time. Yeah. When he ran, he went. To he was New absorbing York. the sights. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we're doing. Tonight. Let's talk um, about it, baby. We're talking about it. <laughs> Chapter one and two. This comes from TMB, homie, and Catherine has uh, asked us to do. Host, currently on Shutter, the big phenomena uh, earlier this year during, um, you know, the big kickoff of COVID. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting night. I should we do host now or should we? Uh, I think we should just do it now and then go into it. No, it, yeah. it should kind of be the main event. Host can be the thing about host is I have a feeling it's gonna be a short review. I mean, we're gonna do the best we we can, but she chose it, and we you know we always do. But I'm like. The movie's 55 minutes long. It's not even a movie. It's a short. <laughs> However, who knew that you could do it and it would be on people's top tens? Like, I, I there's a little bit, I guess, here's the thing. When I first saw it, I didn't see the, I didn't see why the, there's so many people praising it and loving it. I thought it was okay. Uh, then when we were talking about it in chats and whatever, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'm, in retrospect, I maybe I'm just being a little hard on it. Second watch was better. I actually enjoyed it a little bit more the second watch because I didn't go in with any expectation of other than knowing and seeing it already. I'm not saying it's great though. I still think it's a, I, th- I think it's an extended internet scare video. But that last scare made me jump, so I guess it succeeds. Ra- ratings? Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. gotta bring it in first, B. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Fuck me. Ratings? What is wrong oh. with me lately? Oh, it's directed by Rob Savage. Written by Rob Savage. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, six friends hire a medium to hold the seance via Zoom during lockdown, but they get far more than they bargained for as things quickly go wrong. Oh yeah. Well, the fact that it was timely, major in this pandemic, and whatever that part—that's that's great. And and they they all do a decent job. Uh, like he's he ensemble like had a good cast that seems to be able to deliver it. There's no one really weak. Uh, and if there's anybody weak, it, it doesn't come through so from that standpoint i give it credit i still think unfriended did it best for laptop horror or whatever the fucking name is that they're giving this um 
And I think part of me, there's a little bit of jealousy in the sense of like, this is exactly the, the sort of style I've envisioned for that fr- for the Exploding Heads movie. However, that Exploding Heads movie, A, is not fully written. B, is all relative on being made if we think we could deliver on an acting standpoint. And B says he doesn't think he can act. But I'd be like, B, you're playing yourself. You can do it, man. You can but do I'm it. a I'm an enigma. I still can't figure myself out. So <laughs> I would have to shadow me for a few weeks to get to know me and... I don't think I could do it, but together that was the whole premise of it. it oh, that was I, no that was question. <laughs> I was questioning whether I could, I knew you couldn't do it. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to do. So Look, there's part I, of me that's like I like the fact that this is, exists. I like that there's a subgenre now of found footage of this laptop horror. So there there is room for the idea. And you got to remember, like, okay, we talked about how this is um, this is made during quarantine. You know, everybody's doing this remotely. I mean, the whole production is done remotely. And even the actors had to learn how to do the special effects because they have to execute it themselves. So the actors were given workshops on how to set up the special effects and how to do it. So in that sense, I might give it a little higher score than I would. I think I came in a little higher on my first watch. And after the second watch, I might have dropped it down only because of the fact that I said to myself, it's good. I appreciate it. I'm glad it exists. But am I going to watch it like a dozen more times? Am I going to watch it one more time? It's like watching an internet scare video. You're like, oh my God, that scared me. I'm going to watch it one more time as I show my daughter or my wife and that type of thing. And then once that novelty's over, you never yeah. watch it again. And I don't have a daughter or a wife. So like, I'm done. <laughs> you have a dad. Show it to dad, no? Father. She watched me. it with me. So I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There you go. Well, I watch it. Well, next, let, give it time. Be a, after the Niagara Falls date. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be going on with your life? And, you know, eventually. In 2025. We'll, get <laughs> well, whenever whenever these sons of bitches let us back into your country, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, because so. <laughs> they'll go to the American side of the falls. <laughs> That's for sure. I can't blame them. No, that can't be. No, no, I, I wouldn't want them to come here. No, it's embarrassing. So, <laughs> which makes sense. I hear you. Um, Okay, here it is. I the first time I saw it, it was because everybody was making such a big stink about it. And, you know, I get it. And I think a lot of that stink was because it was a COVID thing. It, it, people were excited. They were jazzed because they were talking about lockdown. It was made during these times. It's laptop horror. It's quick. It's easy. We had nothing new. It's fun. There's nothing else happening. No other movies are right. coming out. We're just being told about cancellations, delays, and everything else. Yep. So it was perfectly, perfectly timed. <laughs> Yeah, people wanted us. People were hyping it up. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this right away for the first time with my wife and my daughter, and I did, and and we all enjoyed it. Uh, I came away saying I really did like it. I just don't. I'm not sure. I I, I get the hype where people are saying top ten of the year and yes. this and that, yes. and you know, next level of laptop horror and you know, and you know, I love this type of stuff. Anything found footage, uh, and I have an interest in. Now, this time watching it, I had a similar experience that B had, but this is what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm going to watch. I will watch it again. I can't say I won't. The thing is, I noticed, and I have it in my notes, almost, not not every kill, but everything that happens in here is taken from paranormal activity or wreck. Uh, There's there's very, not everything. 90% of the deaths that happen here and ideas are lifted from those two movies or franchises. And there's only one or two original things. And that's what I was watching, taking notes. Okay. And I was not trying to pull a 
pick it apart. But as I'm looking at it, because I'm taking notes, I'm like, okay, that's a wreck death from this. Oh, that's the paranormal activity jump. That, that's to me what those things are. That's just what I identify them because that's I've seen them so many times. That's what I know them as. So I'm like, oh, wow, they did that just like in that. They did. So I think because of some of the – it was an original concept kind of. They did some cool things like the smashing up against. But then again, I think they might have done that in Unfriended. I can't remember. They, they they did something very similar to it, or if not that. I mean, I know there's the blending, the hand in the blender, and and whatever. But I think someone does get smashed against the computer too. However, I'm okay with that too. I but it seems like that's just part and parcel now of found footage and possession style uh, found footage movies. To a degree, but if you want to separate yours from something else, that like to me, all the favorite ones are ones that I watch, and I'm like, oh. That's a new gig. That that's a new gag, or I haven't seen that before. You know what I mean? Or I'm not saying everything has to be original. I'm a slasher fan for Christ's sake. I, I I get that they a lot of things are by the numbers, but when you have the freedom to do all these things, then it's easy for them to do because like like the one thing at the end when the girl gets lifted up, Ginny and freaking great name by the way, she gets lifted up and hung, and then dropped into the pool, and her neck snaps, and then she Beautiful. drops in the pool. Yeah. That's might be my favorite thing in the whole in, in the whole movie. And yeah. Has it been done before? I, I can't say that I remember. I'm not saying it's a complete... It might have been done in something like Grave Encounters, for all I know. And I, I just forgot. But to me, just a random, you know, a, a good flick. You know what I mean? But, but I noticed, I said, that is a great gag. And I like that. That That's what I what I dig. But the other things, every one of them, and I'll get into detail in that, as to what they are and where they come from, they're things I've seen in record or paranormal activity. So that kind of hurt it. A little bit. My rating just comes down like half a point. I still I, enjoy them. I think B summed it up though. The 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 originality, maybe not. It's not actually what you see on screen per se. It's the fact of how it was made, and yeah, the whole present true. presentation. And I think that's where I think I do give credit to that because it, it is a little bit like fuck. Again, perfect time to have done our idea if we could have made it work would have been in quarantine. Well, we still are in quarantine, so it's still there, there's no excuses. It's just it's just timing and, and craziness and whatever. But where I'm going with it is they did it. And so I give them full credit for that. And maybe my score goes up more because of that. And the fact that they had to learn and how to do their own effects and, and, and the way it was presented, it works. It also works that it's short. So it doesn't overstay its welcome because you yeah. pretty much get a setup and then you'll learn a little bit about the characters and then you're into the seance and then you're into the scary shit. Done. I think it's just, it relies more on the, the internet scares with, with jump out to, to freak you out. And then the other thing would be the, um, the inconsistency. I think there's inconsistency with the ghost or the entity. And I think they were trying to make it cool and different, make, make it different. So it wasn't just repeating itself, but in one scene, you've got him with the face so that he could turn and it's a good gag, but it doesn't seem like it's consistent throughout the whole thing. Well, it's a good gag because it's killing that girl Emma, who's been playing with the filters the whole time. So it has like a filter there. And it's, oh, but that's like, then that makes more sense. So then, okay, yeah. I get it. Stop with the yeah. filters, and she's using the filter. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Then, then, then I'll, I'll give it credit. I do want. And remember, she... we're talking about a demon here, not a ghost, because they talk about. That's another thing I really like about this movie is the setup about how the sailing character really explains what's going on, even when shit hits the fan. Like Gemma, you reached out to a spirit, this Jack. This kid who died, you know, who hung himself in school, she made it up. So she basically invited somebody to inhabit this character of Jack and enter our realm because Jack doesn't exist. So this demon came through and then just starts causing chaos. I really enjoyed that. It was a very 
well thought out but simple and and logical explanation for why and why they're doing a séance in the first place. This girl Haley is really into them. You know, they're bored. Friends. They're yeah, bored. Like, they explain I, it. I, they're, exactly. They're I, I get it. That's fine. I, get, yeah. I, I I was on board with it. I would do it. I would probably do it too, especially after watching this. This way, like like if we had like six people and someone said, "I know a person that hundred percent." does this it's 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 legit you know it's not they're not doing it as a joke and whatever it is and they say hey let's do one over skype or zoom or whatever the hell you want to call it uh i would do it i would give it a shot i, I mean my wife would be mad because she says you shouldn't invite that stuff and she probably does have a point but that's Happy i can't spookies. help it. but she'll be watching love uh lovecraft country or county so she's fine <laughs> christian did you cringe when they said happy spookies <laughs> Ah, I know. In retrospect, I should. Nothing happy about spooky. I do. There was a couple of great lines in there. How they're like, how making a joke about how you can't cough anymore, and, and instead of uh, covering your fart with your cough, you have to <laughs> fart to you have to fart to cover your or instead of coughing to cover your fart, you have to fart to cover your cough. Now, I thought yeah, that yeah. was funny. That was a good play on it. That and was then, a good joke. And then that talking about, was there, there was another joke about him not even being able to use Pornhub anymore because his girlfriends all around and at or, the family's or, house yeah, because they don't yeah. like at the dinner table or at <laughs> yeah, whatever and something, something like that yeah but it's great how they introduce him and he's in on it and then she's like seduces him away to have sex and he's like yeah, see you guys later and it leaves it that he comes back all like hunky dory yeah. with that head fake that with clown? the clown that comes in yeah. and he's like hey and he's like oh, you look like shit and now he gets brought back into it i thought was great too so there is some good interplay here, and I definitely enjoyed it a little bit more. It's not great. I still, like I say, for for this type of horror, I think, I mean, I, I know we, I think the den can get put into this, but the den kind of takes it out and you, you get more found footage or, or security cam footage later, I think. But the den and Unfriended definitely are, are on top of this sort of subgenre of the, in, in my opinion anyway. But this was fun. This is fun, and it's worthwhile watching, and it's short. So you, you, in that regard, you can't go wrong. That's true. Yeah, they set up the characters well. Everyone has their own distinct personality. They're all likable. I like uh, the Caroline character. She has that uh, oh, back, that that background effect where where she keeps walking into her own room. That's, That's cool. really cool. They introduce her dad at the beginning. He's like a goofball. He's flashing the friends. It's just kind of like, I don't know. They make them very relatable, very likable characters. And I, I appreciate that. I like when she goes and explores in the attic. You see the legs hanging. Creepy stuff. That was cool. The first yeah. time, yeah, I was thinking of um, I was thinking of Juwan. The first time when they yeah. opened the attic and they put the thing up. I was waiting for something to come right up to the thing. Didn't happen, which is cool. But the idea was 100%. It reminded me of Juan, but then seeing the legs and dangling there and stuff, that was cool. There were there were some cool things. Uh, like I said, I I will, you know, I think my reading will ultimately stay the same after because I do admire how they did it. It is true. Especially I, I give it a it. I give it a half a point higher for for um for just the story behind it and just the the drive to get this done in such a short yeah. period of time and how they did it. But I did drop it down a half a point overall. But uh, I mean, I just, I really love the story aspect of it. The fact that she's, you know, Salem, the, the exact word she used was she, we, that Gemma created a mask and anyone can wear it. Yeah. When she's talking about making it. I, I thought that was great. That's perfect. Nobody nice ever really simple. gets into yeah. it. Like, oh, it crossed over from the astral plane. Like, they didn't get too deep into that. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> the, the astral plane joke was funny. And you see uh, Radina and Teddy doing a shot every time yep. she says it. Why would I love that type of humor? Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> 
like what what was that plane called again yeah 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 <laughs> that's our that's our type of company too that yeah. that all worked totally. and i noticed it much more this time too uh that the writing's actually better than i gave it credit for the first time um yeah. so yeah no it's it was uh it was definitely worth seeing again but like, like i said i don't know if uh, the novelty is worn off so we'll see we'll see but it, again it might be something that you revisit every now and then no differently than a lot of these these uh horror films uh that are of the same ilk yeah i'll watch it again i'll watch it like probably a year from not just that i've watched it twice in like a matter of like four months or something so i mean that's fine uh, I'll, I'll probably watch it again in a year it's maybe something that i'll watch in next october or something who knows here's yeah. a question the, the polaroid thing where have we seen that recently? Because it was bugging me. Somebody taking a picture with a Polaroid and getting closer and trying to get some, uh, an image on it because it was dark and they were using it. They were snapping it to get the, the it's fucking the from bright. rear window. Uh, it remind, it reminded me from... of Saw. Yeah, it's in Saw. Maybe it was Saw. Yeah. Did they it just reminded me Saw? of Saw with Adam with the yeah, sound Adam. effects of the clicker. And, yeah. uh, and then you get to attacked by uh, 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 Pighead. I do Pighead. wish some of the oh, kill. Yeah. I do wish some of the kills were a little bit more gory because we got teased with that Caroline kill, which was freaking awesome. I mean, you see her coming in and out, smashing her head, begging for help, and the blood is just oozing down her face. And then some of them just felt like quick cutaways, almost like a, you know, slam and smash the camera. Especially like Radina. uh, Emma, at least she gets lifted up into the air and then she drops and then, you know, it's... I forgot what happens to her after that. Oh, she, that's the, she's the one who Gordons herself. That's where I made the joke. Because the spirit, like, throws her over the balcony, the demon, and she hits yeah. the table. Yes, yeah. she did yeah. Gordon herself. Yes. yes. That, that was like, oh, shit, she just Gordoned herself. Gordon, the suicidal dog. But Redina, Redina's kill and, and the two girls at the end, they should have had, they should have had some, some, some more blood in there. Well, they're going more for the scare, I think. No, I know. They definitely were. Although it was, I thought the only comical part in terms of the violence, I I don't know what it is. When Gemma gets hit with the bottle at the end, when she walks into (laughs) Haley's apartment, that glass bottle flies and hits her in the head. It's like a Three Stooges routine. The way way she goes out, it's very Three Stooges. That's a perfect way of putting it. (laughs) College girl, eh? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. I'll tell you what was cool is Teddy being on fire at the end, the way the fire engulfed oh, him, the way it slowly came up, and then yeah, that was that was a he good got, trick. He got the worst kill. Him and his uh, girl got the worst kill, and they weren't even on the call for that long. <laughs> That's because they were kind of the uh, well, not not him, but I guess they were kind of vilified. She was kind of vilified by the rest of the gang a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I do like how they introduce her at the pool, so it comes yeah. back into play after. I thought that was great because <gasps> that is the best effect in the movie. Her, oh, it's great, like, isn't it? snap and then dropped into the pool yeah Yeah. good stuff but again see the issues i had as i'm watching these are the the notes i'm taking is that i can't help but call it that you know what i mean i do like that clear mask thing that part with the the clear mask comes on in the Uh, first yeah that's the the filter thing yeah yeah that that was pretty cool i like that was powder on the floor or the flower on the floor that's it it's, that's it's been done been done paranormal activity in the yeah. same that entire sequence of paranormal activity because it was there was two things the jump was paranormal activity all the things in the kitchen open all the drawers that's yes. in part two and then mm-hmm. it was immediately followed by putting the thing the powder on the ground and the footsteps from the that that right there that's a one-two punch paranormal activity one and two so i'm like okay that's fine then the next thing i see is 
the VHS two thing, although they do it better there because they go way up in the sky. It's when they the girl has the dog and it's the freaking they're uh, holding poor up. dog. Yeah, poor dog. It does suck, but I mean, the effect works better in VHS two because they're going way high in the air into outer space almost. You know what I mean? Then dropped. Yeah. This one, she gets lifted up, you know, <laughs> to her ceiling. <laughs> oh, Imagine if the job took like three days. You watch it. It's like a 72 hours thing. <laughs> they hung on to it the whole time. <laughs> the dog drops all that. <laughs> they show it in slow mo, too. <laughs> that would have been fun. Damn dog. Um, it's cool, though, that you get her camp. POV, though. You can see, like, oh, she's yeah. up, like, right against the attic. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Same yeah. Thing. It's yeah. VHS too, and then the other thing is um the which it still worked not as good as this one, but in the original wreck when they're talking and the body drops behind them down yeah. the ground, they also do it in Paranormal Activity marked ones with with a guy from that falls on the car. So yeah. again, great you're, gags. And you're like, talking about the bo- the boyfriend who went missing yes, in the house. The yeah. boyfriend, or Dean on her, her her man, whatever. Yeah, and then then they then they get pulled back. Which was good. Then, then ultimately you have the wreck pull at the end of the movie where you're pulled to these. these like I said, the wreck. I enjoy the movie, the wreck pull. It'll forever be known as that. You know, I do enjoy him. That, that. After we get done with the show, I might give myself the old wreck pull. <laughs> Put your hand in the freezer for ten minutes first. <laughs> Put my cock in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna cold cock yourself? Yeah. <laughs> cold cock. <laughs> Cold cocked and molly whopped. Yeah. Oh, shoot. But yeah, I got all that in, but that's what I'm saying. I just want to do, do, do those comparisons. Not that I'm knocking the movie, but that literally that's what my notes say. Because to me, that's what I automatically associate that with. You know, that's but, what that is it. it. It's all been there, done that in a very fat. Once it starts mo- moving, it's all stuff you've seen before. But it's again the way that they're presenting it to you that's a little bit different in that laptop format, and, yeah. and again, yeah. and, and, and the whole um, the the pluses are a, the the timely nature of it, of it being in quarantine and and them using that, and her going out with a mask and then going to her friend's house. There is the added the added reality of any of these type of movies how you have to have like forget reality of just getting the fuck out of Dodge or grabbing a knife or grabbing a light. It's let me grab my laptop or the camera that we're using so that everything can be documented. Like even when that girl gets knocked down in the kitchen and then her hand comes swinging up to, and for the scare to knock the can- the laptop down so that it will record her on the ground. It's it's a little far-fetched. It's a little crazy. You know that part where she, she's out of frame and suddenly her hand goes whoosh, and it pulls it and then it pulls the whole laptop over. It's I just... would have liked to see you smash your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little... Again, it, it's a weird quibble because that's the whole point of these movies. Otherwise, you don't have a movie. But... Do you have a quibble about Quibi? <laughs> no, I don't. But it's just one of those things. And it's also very sexy to hear English women talk. Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. uh, how they enunciate things. Oh, it's great. I do love it. I Hawk, always have. Cock. Applicable. Applicable. I do love them. That, that's why I, a lot of my uh, favorite porn stars are are, are are British. Something about that voice when they talk and stuff, you know? It's true. I cock my ass, governor. <laughs> governor? <laughs> Top of the cock, too, yeah? You're top of the cock. <laughs> cock on the wall. Yeah. 
Wow. They've never heard of toothpaste, these fucks. <laughs> Don't offend anybody. Never know. <laughs> uh, to all of our English listeners from right. England or Wales. 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 The Hartford of Whalers. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. How high are you, C? Uh, I went, I, I, I was, I was going to be a little bit more restraint and give it a 6.5, but I think I'm comfortable saying it's a seven. It's good. Wow. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was initially a seven and a half, I think. And then I, then I was a seven. You still are a and seven and I, a half. <laughs> the, <laughs> I was a junior. And then, because like I said, I wanted to go back up. I went down, then I went back up. So now I'm back up to a seven and a half. So how about that? Huh, you're still a junior. <laughs> or a Jason Lloyd. Yep. Yeah. Oh shit! You stole my gag. I was gonna give a gag. You want gag. me to? I'll gag you. Your gag. Yeah. Tony Blair. Tony Blair. Margaret Thatcher. Mary Poppins. I don't even know what accent I'm doing now. It's not English. I, you know, I come in here having great expectations. <laughs> now, Dave, would you call, if you lived in England, would you call Junior your Boris Johnson? <laughs> that was the joke of the segment. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I gagged a Boris Johnson no. joke, but I can't. You can't gag a joke. I'm also at a 7.5. I originally came out and gave this thing an 8. You know, 7.5, half bumped up to an 8. Now I'm more of a 7, bumping up to a 7.5 for everything about it. I, I think that's a fair rating. I think I we did that justice. Top 10. Cock of the walk, too, yeah? Cock of the walk. <laughs> top of the cock. Top of the cock of the walk, too, yeah? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I'm going to give you yeah, the old you Piccadilly know. Circus. <laughs> These are the worst jokes. You should have said Dickapilly. Dickapilly. You're insulting. We do. We, <laughs> that should be a British porn star that's a guy. He can call himself Dickapilly. <laughs> Dickapilly Circus. Oh, Big Ben. No, he's, that's, that would be the one to go yes. with. They call Big me Big Ben. ben. Dickapilly. Dick with, uh, I don't know, Pussy Poppins. <laughs> Pussy Poppins? Yeah, I don't know. Mary That's Poppins. Pussy Poppins. Yeah, Pussy Poppins. That could be the name of the movie. Pussy Poppins. I gave her the old Pussy Poppins. <laughs> oh, Let's shit. talk about Pussy Poppins. Practically perfect in every way. Practically perfect in every lay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, here's a, there's movie 12. We're going to go into the porn field, oh, well. the realm. Yeah. Pussy Poppins. Our movie's going to be like UHF. We can have a, a joke about porno in it. Woo. Well, let's get into it because we got some. We got a couple of big movies here. Okay, it. Oh, sorry. It, sorry. Chapter it, two. Let's start with chapter it, two. Yeah. <laughs> in the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster, which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry, their small main town. This one is directed by Andy Muschietti. Muschietti? Muschietti? This How do you say this? I don't know. This one, not like the other one that was also directed by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the one, the other one we did, Host, was not directed by oh, him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sork. 
right. True. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Hello. <laughs> I'm Manelli Wise the Dancing Clown. <laughs> Hello. Also known as also known as the new Freddy, right? Like, like it's not I'm not the first to say it or the last, but he's pretty much Freddy 2.0. There is so much great feels and and uh homages to to nightmare on elm street without throughout these movies and other movies too of course but i love it i love it i i'll blow my load right now and say i love both of them nice uh i will blow my load and say i love one of them and this is the one i love (laughs) i love that that sewer shot that title sequence oh oh my god everything the way that the credit comes out there is beautiful so cool everything about this one this one doesn't feel long the kids are great. There is the banter is, is still very playful. I thought I was going to get bored of it after this is like the third or fourth time I've watched it now, and I still love it. I still really enjoy it. And this movie's actually gone up for me every watch. Every I think it's watch. gone up for I think it's gone up for me as well. And I I messaged uh, you guys while I was watching it saying that you know I know a lot of people criticize the Richie character. Indeed. They criticize, him. but you know something. I was I was cracking up at every single one of his jokes. Still, they all nailed. They 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 all hit for me too. Yeah, yeah. every single one. I was laughing more this time than I think I did the first time I saw it. They, I I thought it was terrific. There is a lot of jokes, so I think I could see some people being taken out of it, but they landed for me as well. So <laughs> I had no problem with it, and we watched it as a family because my one daughter only saw that hadn't seen it, uh, and she really loves character driven. So. I think if you had to ask her what her two favorite horror films are, she's going to say It, Chapter 1 and 2. This is my oldest daughter who typically doesn't watch horror. And I think she loved both of them because of the characters and the story. That's that's exactly it. I think you just summed up why I love it. And and I I wanted, and don't get me wrong, that's why I do like this first one. And I'm not... I'm not saying the second one doesn't have it, but we'll we'll get there after. But I, I do have problems with that one. But... A lot of the times when I when I, I didn't shit on this movie by any means, but I only liked it when I first saw it. And I, I just said that the like the leper guy coming out it w- threw me off. And every every scare was always amped a little bit higher. And this time I don't see it as much. I, I, I feel like they all land. I'm, I'm good with everything in the first chapter for the most part. I would have tail I would have scaled it back myself if I could have edited the thing or or whatnot. But for the most part, everything lands and is scary and it works. I did feel like this felt like Nightmare Elm Street, just instead of Freddy was Pennywise. More so than the first time I watched it. I I noticed it more this time as well. But I won't say that's a bad thing considering Elm Street to me is a ten out of ten. So Yeah. So I'm so used to it. I'm so used to it that I didn't even think about the Nightmare on Elm Street this time. It was very noticeable the first time. Because I even came home from the theater. The first post I made on Facebook was because I wanted to beat everyone to the punch. I wrote a nightmare on It Street right away. I wanted to be the first one to draw that comparison because to me, it was glaringly obvious. You Jason Smith us. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm Marco Polo. <laughs> yes, I got right on it. But I've loved Nobody's this. talking about this. <laughs> I've loved it the most since the beginning. <laughs> Well, you or you have always raved about it. And I liked yep. it. I mean, I saw this by myself. I remember I was in Winnipeg. I was like by myself. And I know the girls beside me were scared shitless through the whole thing. And I, I had a smile on my face. But Did there were certain points. Yeah. Well, I watch. I, I always watch a movie in the theater nude. That's just the way <laughs> I like to observe. It's much better now in quarantine. Come over here. I'll buy you popcorn. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, you wear a mask over your Merkin? <laughs> I'm always saying it's a cold theater. It's a very cold theater. <laughs> the, but I remember watching it and saying, uh, Deb, why didn't that work for me? I, I don't, I, why didn't that work? Oh, that was a little too overdone, but I've, I'm a little bit more forgiving now because of the character development, because of the way the, the story unfolds. I'm, I'm more into the story now, and I try to separate the effects from it. And that's more than I could say for part two, where I feel they destroy every scare scene in part two. Wow. I really do. I really think uh-huh. they ruin every scary scene in part two. And the great thing about it is I know I'm not alone because my wife said the same thing. She'd never seen part two. So she watched it for the first time and looked at me. And every time she'd look at me like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, thank wow. God. Someone is like, so that, that's why we're together. Because she felt the exact same thing without me saying anything. I was just sitting in my chair away. The kids were between us and I'm just watching. And she'd look over at me. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yep. But we'll get there. Well, I, I we'll sure she wasn't looking at me like, really? This is what I settled for? <laughs> you? You? Yeah. This is the one I this yeah. movie with? <laughs> this is why you're home from 18 years later, she's like, fuck. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. why? <laughs> I should have a much better looking man at the other end of the couch. Really? <laughs> That's probably what COVID-5? Are you kidding me? It's like more like COVID-15, you fat fuck. <laughs> Can't you be using like a QB or something while you're watching this movie? <laughs> you know what those I are? Love, right? those I love the way this movie really plays on the kids' fears, but also has these moments of pure innocence. It's really just great juxtaposition between the two back and forth. And it starts off right at the beginning with um you know, the, with Georgie and Bill, you know, the, oh. the fear of Georgie being in the cellar going to get the, uh, awesome. the clue for the for the boat, the fear and of a child. It, it really, it feels like how you feel when you're a kid. Like, everything is so terrifying. And then juxtapose it a few minutes later, him running in the puddles, just this picture of innocence and happiness as a small boy or girl. Uh, or whatever. It, it, that's a great, this. that's a great way to put it. B, yeah. a great sequence. Uh, flows so well. It's perfect. It's perfect. And then the whole scary scene with Pennywise is great there. Oh, and Carrie, again, my wife Carrie's like, this was filmed in Toronto. I'm like, no, it wasn't. And you think everything's filmed in Toronto. I look it up, it's filmed in fucking Toronto. And she actually yeah, knew like exactly. Toronto. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian man. No. It just but it was filmed. It was Port Hope and Toronto and Vancouver as well. And other areas. But like she knew exactly Direct. where it was. Direct. She, She's like, that's sewers three blocks from here. I'm dead serious. <laughs> she knew. I'm like, are you kidding me? Now we want to go and try to find that sewer so that we could film it and recreate it with our kids. She, you know who she should have Sorry, ended they up with? The... She should have ended up with the guy you saw Friday Five with, who knew it was Roy. <laughs> That's they belong together. She knew. She did think he was good looking when she met him. Yeah. <laughs> Roy. Yeah, Roy. <laughs> oh, boy. Why does he keep wearing this hood? <laughs> He's so much better without the hood on his head. Oh, man. We always get off track, but yeah, that's it. That's it. What, ratings, guys? Like everything about this, like the bully kids and how far they go bullying. Like that's some fucking eleven on the scale of bullying. And just you, you, you obviously see his relationship with his dad when he gets home and where he gets it from, and everything they do with that character who's secondary, and how much they give him as a backstory, uh, and it's freaky. And when he kills his dad, that scene is fucking intense. Oh, it's great. But it's a little bit funny. 
because that one part always makes me laugh after he presses the button and he, the things are talking to him on the screen saying, go on, do it, you know? And then yeah. as soon as he does it and the blade goes in, you hear, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> he always <laughs> finds comedy in these things. That's but a it's great funny. sequence. That's a yeah. great, terrifying sequence. You laugh and you're, like, horrified at the same time. It's really well done. And the father's such a prick. I mean, you under you. I mean, you don't sympathize with Bowers at any point. Oh, about he's gonna spell. kill a cat. You kidding me? No, no, he's a fucking he's a psychopath. But you see where he gets it from, and he says nothing like a little fear to make a paper man crumble. I'm like, oh really? fuck, this guy is fucking brutal. Next level. And you see his friends <laughs> are there. Like, I love how they even give little like. Back, not backstory, but like they they build on the character. Even if his friends are like, "This is going too far," when he starts cutting the kid and and everything else, you're like, "What the fuck, man!" Like they're they're right. they're absolutely like yeah, they were like they were like, going right, "This is enough." But yeah. that's one thing that carried over into the second film that I didn't like. I didn't like Patrick Zombie driving Bowers around. That was goofy. That was, I hate to say it. That was and a I wanted, brutal part. Yeah, it was, and I hate to say it. And I don't want to use this this word again because I think it makes for a bad review and a, and a bad um, and an unfair way to watch a movie and to do it. But that comes from the book, and I don't want to talk about the okay. book. Because that's yeah. how you bring a movie down. I I take this movie the same way I take RZ. Pardon me, Rob Zombie Halloween. Too much typing. The same way I take Rob Zombie Halloween as a standalone movie and don't even think about. 1978 John Carpenter anymore and each time I watch it now since having that mentality it keeps going up and I, I think that is the way to go and if you're one of these people that compare it to the book you, it, you're gonna have a bad time like that guy says in South Park it just don't do it that was one thing this is it if you want to compare it to the miniseries that's fine it's another movie I get that but unfortunately there are some liber- there were some things that had to be done for the sake of you know adapting it and that's something from there. Think about it from like the movie um, Christine. In Christine, they didn't do it on screen. Maybe nowadays they would if they remade it. But when we did the Christine review, I was saying that when Stephen King wrote it, the the dead character of the original owner, whatever his name is, I forgot, was in, 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 in when Stephen King wrote it, he was in the backseat talking to him as he was doing things. So it's not much different from what's happening here with Patrick. Patrick's driving, of course. But, I mean, these are things that actually happened, which, unfortunately... You don't have to do a literal translation, though. Well, uh, no, you don't. So many times they is, don't do that. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. You have, to, yeah. you have to give it some. You have to... You know what I mean? There's got to be some push and pull. I don't think there was negotiation, but I do believe that the writer, director, whatever, I think that they wanted to have some things. So it's like, okay, this comes... They didn't want to pull a Kubrick on the guy, especially he's in the movie. And they do, they do take a lot of shots at him. And Stephen King has a sense of humor about himself talking about, nah, I didn't like the ending and oh, the, yeah. that ongoing thing. <laughs> so, I mean, Stephen King is playing along. He's making jokes about, oh, you're a rich author. You can afford it. And all that other stuff. I think they're, they're going to appease him and do certain things. And that's why I can overlook that because of the source material. And I don't want to use that. I, I don't want to do that comparison in the show. I'm just saying. That's all. Yeah, that won't affect that won't affect my and feelings on that movie when we get to it. I, well, saying. it does. It definitely plays into mine, but it's only one of many. 
that played yeah, on the feelings I, I of the sequel. We'll but but th- this, this one doesn't. Yeah, this yeah. one doesn't do that. You get the nostalgia. Yeah. You get the feeling, like you said, the innocence. You get the Stand By Me vibe almost, which yep. is my wife's, I just found out was my wife's favorite movie because I said I like it, but I, I don't blow it like everybody else does. But you get that innocence factor. You get that unfortunately again everybody calls it the stranger things fact because it all kind of happened at the same time but this encapsulates that time period and and the fact of remembering just going out and riding your bikes with your kids and then and then they have to deal with this fucking terror and the the added threat of the parents like every parent in this that you do see is not presented in the best the best way the bully's dad is a fucking psychopath the guy that the, the um, uh, pharmacist is a creep dude like yeah, he's, yeah, very, he's very dead. creepy Greta's <laughs> yeah, dad um, I, I, I forget all the characters names you think you figure after watching this movie so many times I remember the, obviously that that um, the girl's uh, dad Beverly's. is a Be- yeah, yeah Beverly's, Beverly's dad dad's that's a monster. She's such a, she's such a great character. She has so many great. I mean, the whole scene where he's like, "Tell me, you're still my little girl," especially oh, after she, she sees oh, that she bought god. products because she's having her period, uh, yeah. and then she cuts her hair. It's oh my god. Did I she mean, ever answer the real, question? Are you still my daddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the That's old shish kebab. Horrible. It was, but that they do it so bad, and it's unsettling. Like they don't they don't really hold back there. You you get it. Like I mean, it, you just feel dirty. It's just gross, gross scene. And then that dude's mom, that uh, like she's a hypochondriac. She's creepy too. Yeah, she's Munchausen. Yeah, exactly. She's basically like keeping him sick, convincing him he's sick, even though there's nothing wrong with him. Stanley's father, who's the rabbi, is sort of just disappointed that his son isn't, uh, you know, up to par on his uh, bar mitzvah. Uh, you got. I mean, Bill, of course, feels guilty about Georgie because he wasn't really sick. He just didn't want to go out and play. And that, that's the only stuff. the only exception I think to my rule because I can understand the father being like, "Let it go. He's dead." Because it's not healthy for him to think yeah. of it. So I, I forgive. Like, and that scene's great, um, especially with the construction that he did and, and yeah, everything give else. Give the fucking oh. gerbil back his pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I know, right? But I Robert thought the dad was father. great. That that we made are- sense to me, and I, I would not put him in the same league. Uh, so the argument falls flat there, but I mean, um, every other parent is not presented in the best light. That's for sure. You know the who grand... the father is, right? Who? Uh, Stephen Weber is the father of uh, Bill, who's always tied up with Stephen King projects. Yeah, he, he was the the father in the Shining TV adaptation. Was he in that f- nineteen twenty two movie or whatever? Pardon me. Was he in that nineteen twenty two or whatever? Was he in that movie? No, I don't know. I'm asking. I I, I've no I can't clue. remember everything, but I know he's done a handful, and I know that at least two or three. And he also does the narration for the. Uh, if you listen to the audio book for it, he does the. Uh, he narrates it, but he has connections with uh with Stephen King, so it's kind of cool that that you know he was in here as well. And I I didn't realize it was him at first, so somebody told me because he just looks a little bit older and different haircut or whatever. But you know, I'm gonna say this about this movie overall. To me, I I think that this is the best movie, best horror movie that has kids in it as, you know, the, the protagonist. The protagonist. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there is a better movie or a more horrific movie than this. That's why I think this movie is so special. There is nothing I can compare it to that's a horror movie. Nothing. Well- I think you're right. For the age of these characters, they're not teens. Right. They're kind of on that tween, like what, like 12, 12, I maybe 13. Supposed, I think they're supposed to be 13 in this. Yeah. Stanley, so, your bar mitzvah is normally when you're 13. 
Yeah. So they're 12, 13 years old. Okay, per- perfect. Because usually when you think of teens or in a horror movie teens, they're usually 20-somethings playing like 17 right. to 19 range. And that's typically, typically, maybe maybe they're supposed to be 15, but it never seems to be that way. This, they look younger. So I agree, Dave. I agree. I mean, you had, you had back in our day, you'd had, which you don't have any nostalgia for, the Monster Squad. But that was still family-oriented horror. This is straight right. up horror. Yeah. With, yes. with with and kids, and, yeah, and it's kids vicious. getting murdered. Like that fucking that opening scene tells you, like, that is a great scene. Like I said it's earlier, epic. like you said, with him getting pulled in and that hand coming out, extend a hand, like Freddie extend a hand, grabbing grabbing Georgie, just pulling him into the fucking oh. thing. Yeah, I won't Beautiful. even get into an argument anymore. Not that I ever did, but I would never <laughs> even argue the uh, the Bill Bill Skarsgård versus Tim oh, Curry. They're two two great performances. Bill Skarsgård is fucking phenomenal. He's great. He, I mean, that I fucking was paying eye. attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's something he does <laughs> right before he's about to attack where, where he goes catatonic. Yeah. Like he he just like he, he talks. He, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And starts drooling. And I'm just like, fuck, man, you just pay attention more to his uh, mannerisms and his facial expressions the more you watch it. And oh man, he's terrific. Every, Guys, I love Tim Curry. Yeah, me too. I am not a fan. I'm not. I never have been. I don't care if it's blasphemy because I know there's a lot of people that love it. I can't watch that miniseries. That miniseries is boring beyond fucking belief. I think the acting, other than Tim Curry, is horrible in that movie. I have no problem saying it. I don't get that movie. I don't get the love for the original Pet Cemetery. I just find these these movies do not hold any. It was a bad time in horror. I get that eighty nine ninety in the sense of like from a Stephen King adaptation standpoint. Those are not high on any list of mine, and I I have no. I'll revisit Pet Cemetery a little bit more. So I tried it, the original, not for me. No. We should not watch for it for me. a show again. We should do it. It's been a while since I watched it. Maybe next year when we're picking, you know, maybe oh. we should randomly do Pet Cemetery or maybe do like a a mini Stephen King thing or something. I don't know. Just a reason to watch it because I have it. I have it on 4K. I have to watch it again. You know, <laughs> it might be fun. I've got it on blue in that like little. It's a Stephen King set, and it, and it came with. Oh yeah. The original it. So, but it's this just made it more. It just everything about this is on a higher level, and like I said, like I did have issues with the leper, overused. I thought. I, I don't have as many issues with it now. I'm a little bit more forgiving with it, but I, I did think it, it was terrific. A, I, I do too. I think it's and supposed it, to because it's the mind of a child. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I I, I like the special effects. I know people criticize you know CGI and stuff, but I think everything plays. It's very it. I know, I know we talked about it in the past with Dave, where you've mentioned that it has to be this way. You can't do a production of this you know magnitude and and have practical effects for the stuff that they're doing but i kind of like it it's very jarring and nightmarish and like you said it works from the perspective of of kids i mean they're kids yeah but we uh, are the audience so that it's gotta it's gotta have a happy balance there and i'm in the minority here but i do definitely prefer two one to two two jumps to shark 100 percent with the cg out of the gate it is uh, it is horrible and and that's my problem with two because wow. it takes you so far out of the story from that. But again, segue into that after. But this one, I've become more forgiving. I could see your argument, uh, but there's just it, again, it feels like they could have t- taken it back yeah. a step and still had the scare factor. It still could have been terrifying without it being so in your face. 
But I can see your argument. I could I can definitely see where you're coming from. And I think I cut you off, Brandon, so I apologize. Oh no. Oh, that's okay. You didn't cut me off. <laughs> you're so I don't think so. You're so Canadian there. Oh no, it's okay. Oh so sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So so very sorry. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely I'm, more I'm hits. I'm sorry the, that you feel sorry right now. <laughs> the soundtrack is good. The scary house is good. The oh, development of the great. story. Mike does feel a little wedged in here. I would have liked a little bit more Mike in the story. I think they try to make up for that in part two. But even in part two, Mike to me always feels not not underdeveloped, just maybe ignored a little bit. Like I like that they have the the. I mean, we'll get to it in part two. I feel like the ending is finally like Mike coming to, to terms with everything and kind of moving on with his life. I like, but I always feel like he's sort of just in the background. But there are so many damn characters that it's written, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I've heard that. Understand. And when people complained about uh, Mike not being the one that was all about history, and, you know, he they, they gave that to Ben and everything else, and why did they do that? And, I said it then on the year end show. It doesn't make, I said, wait till part two. You're going to see more of Mike. The thing is, this is what people were forgetting when in the, in the original movie in the miniseries, it was back and forth. It was yeah. adult children, adult children. So you were able to see all that stuff. Now in this movie, if you took that movie, the original miniseries and cut it in half the way this was, and just showed the kids stuff and then showed the adult stuff. Mike is only going to be in there for like the last 25% of the movie. He's yeah. not there. The only reason why they gave him all this stuff because of that type of storytelling was because it makes sense. You can do the back and forth. But if you're going to make the movie this way, if, if they they decided when they made this movie, we're doing chapter one with the kids, we're doing chapter two with the adults with so, a little bit of flashback. When they made that decision, a little bit. there was no other logical way from a storytelling standpoint to do it because Mike doesn't come until later. So you're not going to have, why would Mike... He wasn't the new kid at school. He was still the outside kid. So doesn't it make a whole lot more sense for Ben to be the new kid, uh, <laughs> pun intended, the new kid, that stuff's great, but to, to be the new kid, not have friends, and what's he going to do in his spare time? Why would he not be at the library researching? I think it, it, it adds to his character. I like it. Mike doesn't need it. And, and it isn't that Mike just doesn't need it. it. It wouldn't make sense because he would come too far in the movie. To Then all the stuff would be forced in, in like a matter of like freaking, you know, a two-minute exposition. Where Ben, you see him building on it. The first time you see Ben getting scared when they had that first montage of all the kids getting scared, he's the first one in the library with that thing and the guy yeah. in the tree and being chased. So right off the bat, you see what he's doing. And then you see that he's learning. And then when he brings the kids over you know, for the first time to his house and he informs them about all the stuff. It's there to be presented in, in, in narratively the way it should be. You can't give that to Mike in this movie. It wouldn't work. And that frustrated me to no end when people, that was their critique. Cause I, I wanted to shake them and say, don't you see how this doesn't work using this story, <laughs> using this storytelling. If you're looking at the book or the mystery, he is, yes, he's homeschooled and he's from yes. another. Yeah. So he, he couldn't narrate the kids because he doesn't really know them. He doesn't meet them until later on. He doesn't come to the end. Right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And in the original movie, he doesn't come in until, you know, it's like maybe the last, the last 25% of the kids stuff. That's when they meet him. And he's the last one they rescue and they're piecing the, they're getting together the losers club and they, they finally become the official losers club, but it's too late into the film where in, in the original, in the original film, he's already at their school talking 
about things in front of the classroom saying that this happened in the past and this happened in the past and this in Derry. You know what I mean? But they weren't friends with him yet. He was just there. So that's why we were able to see it in that way. They didn't do that here. They decided to take the characters and give them more than just say, at least in this one, you learn more about his character and what's going on, what happened with his parents and how he has to deal with that and being from the outside and coming in and that, that scary, terrifying scene when they're behind the door when he comes to deliver the meat and everything going on with his grandfather and what he says about, you know, killing the, the cattle and all that stuff and the doing what you got to do and how it plays into his character. I think it's done better this way. Yeah, that's fun. I, I, it, it, I, I mean, it, it works. I just feel like... At the end, you kind of get that Star Wars syndrome where uh, you're, you're on board, but then in retrospect, when you look at the the whole story, you're like talking about. I, I think the a Family Guy. I don't know how this comparison came into place, but when Family Guy made fun of Star Wars in their in their sort of satire episode of that, they're talking about like the Force, and he's like talking about, oh, you mean that thing you just learned about 20 minutes ago or, or something? But when you watch the movie, you don't really you don't really question it. And where I'm going with this in a really bizarre comparison is that while you're watching this movie unfold, you might not be questioning it there, but then once it's over, he's kind of wedged in and he's like one of the losers and one of everything, but he was just there like for like, you know, maybe the last week. <laughs> like and there's this long connection 27 years later hey it's mike and they forgot everything else and then i, I and again i know that, that they're playing with the memories there i just feel like from a structure that's fine however king decided to write it but when you're doing the movie version now how do you make this work so dave i can understand where you're coming from but i think they needed to incorporate the friendship aspect earlier to I strengthen do feel that you there. i do understand that because then you have they have to get really close Really quick, but then again, anybody that go goes through something like that, you, you kind of do feel a closeness. Because think about that: you, it's a secret that nobody else in the town knows except for this group of kids. Yeah. So you're gonna kind of have a quick developing relationship when all you guys are fighting the evilest of evil. You know, you're the only ones that know about it. So it's almost like a evil, uh, <laughs> evil. like the Goonies, for example. Uh, the Goonies mostly knew each other, but they still good, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. They, 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 <laughs> nah, I get you now. <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> but, but you know, the girls kind of got wedged in because they were yeah. like, kind of, they didn't really know the one girl, and then she got to be real tight with the with the with mouth and all that, and what they're going on there, and then freaking. Oh, Brandon! Um, <laughs> and I then, just play uh, that on a loop off. at night when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, her. Yeah, that yeah. too. Harry Green or whatever. But I mean, speaking of Goonies, that's kind of what this is like. You take a movie like Goonies, but let's make it a horror to the most. And not just horror. Horror to the most where kids are getting killed in violent ways. That's why I put this movie on the level I put it on. Yeah. That's another good example of the argument I was just making. How Sloth is now going to be fucking Chunk's family member after just (laughs) hanging out with him for one day. There you go. (laughs) I love you, Chunk. I love you, Sloth. You're going to live with me now. Parents are like, who the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this mongoloid ain't coming to my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you no. guys. <laughs> Off the cliff he yeah, goes. Yeah, but Christian, you got to remember, in part two, they do play with the with the uh, missing scenes, sort of. They flash back to, like, the in-between scenes. They do. So true. even though they don't, even though they're not they showing show a lot of Mike in there, we do miss, like, a month, especially with the fallout between Bill and Richie. You, gets, uh, you assume Mike right. is around. You, are, you don't. You, you it would be nice no, to see yeah. it, but it. But I can. I forgive it for the fact that I know it. And there. you're right. And and so yeah, when they go when you the tree fort stuff in two and 
or the underground tree fort that suddenly pops up. Because my wife's like, they didn't talk about a tree fort. I'm like, they're telling you right now, Kara, about the tree fort. They <laughs> did talk about it. You forgot about it between the time It Chapter 1 came out and It Chapter 2 came out because they were so far apart. That was Pennywise's plan. You were too separated from it. So, anyway, the... The cliff jump, the quarry cliff jump. Great. That, that to me is like the last the last moment of innocence for these kids before the shit really hits the fan. And I really think that scene is presented in that way. It's sort of like their last, it's sort of their last day as children. Man, it's I awesome. would have been scared to make that jump. I would do it though. I would definitely do I'd it. Do it. I would... One person did it before me. That's it. <laughs> and he runs. I don't care. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to be the first. I'm no, not, I'm not, I wouldn't be. I'm I would Marco jump first Poole. either. Bev jumped first because she didn't. Marco Polo, you mean Jason Smith? Oh, the Rex. No, but I love that the whole Ben versus Poor Bill Jesus. thing. I was like, come on, Ben, please win. Send Bill back to the lodge. That fucking sinner. Oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna make. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. I'm gonna make a complaint about this movie. My one complaint is this. No, no. Check it out. Check it out. Bev, going in the water. That way does not make sense, and I'll tell you why. Because and the reason I know this is because I have a daughter and I, I see I, I see what she has to deal with because my, my mother has a pool. The day before, yeah. she goes and gets her stuff for her first period for the first time. There is no way a girl on her period, her first period at that, is going to go in the water. Yeah. Maybe Especially, it was a spare. It's her first time, though, so she's <laughs> buying it for a reason. It's a bad joke. Do you call them spares in the States? I don't know. Like no, a, I don't a free call period? I don't know <laughs> At school, a free period we call a spare in Canada. Sorry. Oh, oh, a free. Wow. <laughs> like a recess almost, or a yes. study hall. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was a study hall. Huh? <laughs> Who's with me? United States. Spare. They shouldn't have done that, but I guess well, that's how they But you to... broke down on the side of the road. This guy changed you the tire. Let Dave tell us. Let Dave get through his thing, guys. I know where you're going with it. There should have at least been like a string hanging out or something like that, eh? Like a pole cord. <laughs> and she wouldn't be sunbathing in front of him that way, Land. Uh, I mean, the girl's got things going on. Or she's afraid they're going to happen any minute. You're definitely not going to be in that position. What does she have, Dave? She's got things going on! That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> great. <laughs> Don't say these things around, around Frank. She'd be like, Dad, get away from me. You got things going on. <laughs> Maybe I go to the store, but you have things so going on. going to say. Uh, do you guys... You got things going on? I'd be the creepiest dad. I'd be like kicked yeah. out of the house. My wife wouldn't even let me stay here. I'm going to use that term next time it comes up Ugh. in this house. Not for my daughter, but for my wife. You know, you got things going on? You know, right? yeah, sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got things going on. Why don't you go take the couch? I got if you want to watch that Friday box set right when she's about to hit play on Lovecraft Country, County, fuck, you just say, you got things going on? Look at this country. Boom. TV is yours for the I can't night. I remember what it is. I haven't seen it, but it looks good. Whatever. It, it is good. It definitely is good. But I just <laughs> I didn't know that I have to binge watch it in, in, in October when it's my movie watching month. My movie Love watching it. month. You know, my wow. critique with part two was always that there's not enough Pennywise, but I realized he has pretty much the same amount of screen time that he does in part one. I believe you're right on that. Yes. Because it, it feels like he's in it a lot more in part one, but I don't know, maybe it's also the extra 40 minutes. I mean... <laughs> We're talking three hours versus. I mean, this says it's two hours and twenty minutes, but it 
it runs like two hours and eight minutes long from the start of the movie to the end of the movie. Nobody's watching the 12 minutes of credits. Ah, yeah, that's true. The only thing I didn't like in this film that I thought was like sort of cheesy, not that it was Jump the Shark-ish like Freddy, but the, the I Love Dairy Balloon after Pennywise gets uh, Patrick. After he gets Patrick? Doesn't he get he gets Patrick and then it floats out the balloon and says I Love Dairy? Yeah, but you see the I Love Dairy all the time, that balloon. You just don't like it in that instance after he kills Patrick, you're saying? Yeah, it just because it, it 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 floats up and it turns and it faces the camera and it looks almost like a like a message to the people. No, oh, okay. It's, yeah, sort of, it. it's sort of in your face rather than like I mean I love the balloon, but it seems like when you see it in other scenes, it seems like you don't even see the I love dairy. It just looks like a just a random plain red balloon. Whereas here it floats up. It's like I love dairy. Oh yeah. Well, the first time you see it, I think, is in the back of that car when they're about to cut Ben open. When Henry's about oh, to cut open my the car God. drives That's by. such a brutal scene, dude, ain't it? It's like I'm gonna carve my own name, Henry and Bowers. Where are you carving Bowers? I'm not that big. <laughs> <laughs> on Turn around, Henry on the bottom, Bowers on the, on on the tits, as he calls them. <laughs> oh, the O can go here, and you know I, I feel like terrific. stand by me. The kids are terrific. They really are, each and every oh, single one of them. I love the scene. This this was the most nightmares, Nightmare on Elm Street scene. It was a combination of two. It was a combination of Philip from Dream Warriors and a combination of Johnny Depp in the original, and that's Bev in the sink. The way the hair wraps around her wrist, it just, oh. looked, like, it just looked like that, and then when the blood shoots out, just, I mean, I was just like, this is Nightmare on Elm Street, but I mean, I fucking love Easter it eggs. That. I think you're right. I think yeah. he did it on purpose. Just like, yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me, joke in part two. Oh, like, yeah. there's so many yeah. Easter eggs in here. Carrie pointed out other Easter eggs that I was not even aware of in part two. Oh, cool. Well, and we'll, we'll get, well, again, we'll get to, I don't want to, I, I, I keep talking about part two, even though it's my, my the lesser of the two movies in my uh, opinion. I, I can can't see wait what to I, complain, huh? Pardon? That's not that I want, no, it's not about complaining. I I, I, it's, it's just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was so looking forward to seeing it again. I was so looking forward to seeing it again. And it just felt like I got let down. But anyway, this, like, nothing about this let me down. I do feel both movies are long. But I, I, I don't know if, like, but shit's happening throughout the whole thing. So it's never boring. But they're long. <laughs> like, if you were to do this back-to-back, I, I think, Dave, you said you watched them back No, Brandon, you said you, you did I both of them back-to-back. I watched them back-to-back. It was sick. That's it was long. I was crazy. tired when I was done. I loved all six hours of it, but I was just like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> it was long. Like, it you know, long. like there is, there is too much of a good thing all at once. Like, at some point you'd like to break it up. I was at least able to break it up by about a week. Like I said, like this one, this one's gone up. Not a, a shitload. I think I rated it an eight out of 10 back in the day. I think it was seven and a half at first watch eight. When we did the year end show and I'd watch it again. And then I've, I've, it's gone up a little bit. I, I, we could talk all day about this. And that's the thing. Like there's so many scenes. I have notes <laughs> are crazy. Yeah. Well, there you go. You haven't even ta- touched your notes yet. I don't think, which Not is scary. Really. I, I, have no, two page, I have two pages of notes also. I'll just say this. I mean, the scenes with Pennywise, the slide scene, with the family. I mean, the whole history with Ben, I think it's a great way of, of introducing us to the backstory and getting us caught up on everything that's going on. But the clips, the, the, uh, the slide scene is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny when, uh, when it happens and, uh, Stanley's like, what the fuck is that? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like the way they flip out is great. But my favorite is in the house. When they go to the Nebolt house, when Pennywise comes out of that fridge, 
that sort of Cirque du Soleil Spin move around. that he does. Oh. I don't know. Like, it's just so fucking cool. It's great. So that, cool. That's great. And the slide scene's great. Again, in a part two kind of way, it overstays its welcome. It would have been freaky. They didn't even need to pop out of the screen part and everything else. It was already scary enough. And then yeah, they I, just I let it go too. on a little yeah. bit. Again, I'm not taking anything away where this one, I'm okay with it now. That's my, one of my major complaints of part two is they ruin every scene, every scary scene they ruin in part two. I'm not real enough for you. Oh, I love that. I'm not real enough for you. Oh, my God. Real enough for you, George? Oh, yeah. George. I mean, whatever. They... Oh, I love that You'll scene. You'll float, too. You'll float, too. That scene there Dude. is scary as shit. There are it so is. Many... Dude, there are scary moments in this where at the end of the movie, where at the end of that scene, every time I've seen it since the first time, you'll float too, you'll float too. And then when he runs at the screen and then the yeah. kid runs upstairs and he kind of slides back down. At the end of that scene, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I, I, the first, <laughs> seriously, that that gets me every time. I think it's so well executed and scary. Yeah. There are a couple scenes like that in, in this movie, but that to me is, is the best part as far as scare is concerned. People don't talk about that but that's what it is about this movie it mm. is scary and on top of that see i do know i do i will agree with you as a a seasoned horror fan if you will that <laughs> they didn't have to go that extra step and have him come out of the of the thing and do that but talk to anybody talk to the normies talk to the people that made this the highest grossing horror movie ever and that's one of the first things they they, they bring up they're playing to a mass audience, and that's the stuff that's memorable. They're like, oh, when he comes out of the screen, I've heard so many people say that. So my wife watched it on a plane, not with me the first time, and she completely, she goes, when he came out of the screen, that was that was too much. I'm like, oh my God, because I hadn't told her anything about the movie. This and is she, why I married you. This is exactly it. We're just like, ding, it's like beautiful. What are, what are but those ask around. Yeah. Oh, well, one the powers. Yeah. Yeah, activate. Like, typically, I don't just run around on the street and go, "Hey, the scene in it when he pops out of the screen, yay or nay?" <laughs> Dude, people in the that. theater were popping when that. He's, he's setting up a change my mind stand in front of a sewer. <laughs> change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of a sewer with a red balloon. Uh, again, that, is a red that's why I was responding to Marco because he put hockey's not gay, Christian is gay. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to him. That was awesome. But that's why I came down on Finland earlier. I knew there was a reason I was going to bring Finland uh. up. I, but those seeds, I, I like them. I've grown to like them. But uh, that, that staccato kind of thing I to the camera. That. I think it would have been better. Again, I feel like that's been the amped up once, maybe fine, but they do it so many times. That I think, what if he just floated up, like just right up to the camera? I think it would have been like the nun way yeah. cooler, way cooler. That would have been cool. You're right. Like, like night of the demons when she's floating down the hallway. Now I get that. They, Some, they something about that. And the, the float motif would have kept been kept alive throughout the whole thing then i don't know i just feel but he's like... a dancing clown that's his gimmick everything is about like what's the name with so... the park and that horrifying fucking dance at the end with bad when the red lights come on <laughs> oh some yeah. people think it's good go- to me I... the first time i saw his it, head's it's... not moving but dude, like, I think it's amazing. Everything else is fantastic. Creepy, I know yeah. people think it's goofy, and some do. I don't. I think it's but even scary. when you watch it, it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to have that mixed feeling where it's like yes. it's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Like that's I mean, 
I love it. I, I don't find anything. Go- I, I like the things you're saying, Christian, floating and, and stuff, not <laughs> needing him to come out of the screen. Yet I still like them, but I understand what you're saying. And they don't take away from the fact that the story is great, the acting's great, and everything else is great. Yeah. Here, I love this as a whole. This is great. And so I'm just, these are my nitpicks of what it could have made, made it a, a 10 out of 10. That's what would have made it a ten to ten because I know it's there for some of the you guys or or and horror fans in our group, but it's not there for me from that way. And those are the reasons why. Little like they might be minuscule, but if it's a horror movie and I feel like the scare could have been elevated or left better uh, without the pop out of the screen and everything like that, then that is what bothers me about the movie. However, the acting and everything is great. I'm not. T- I don't want to take anything away from that. And, and, and every, everything they talk about comes back into play, even when they're in the house. You know, Richie's fear of clowns, the, the clown room, the, the, when they're doing the loogie thing, the acid loogies come back. And I do like the fact that, uh, you know, for part one, you know, that Richie just has this sort of generic fear. Everybody is dealing with, with some serious yeah, trauma. Cool. I like that Richie is just basically just like, oh, well, I'm just scared of clowns. And, you know, it's kind of ironic and funny because Pennywise is a clown and, and all that. And, you know, then the whole truth or dare comment and stuff like that and how it plays into part two. I, I like that they went that route with Richie in part two. And I like that they just, I mean, they they more than hinted at it. You know what's going on. But I, I, I appreciate that they didn't go over the top and have a scene with him coming out and being like, oh, it's okay, you know, and stuff like that. Like, whatever. Because at 13 years old, you, you know, 12, 13 years old. That's still very young. You might not know. So, yeah, you, you might have exactly, you, you have this idea, so. but especially not in '89. Well, that's true. In '89, it was yeah. it was a different time frame where, where where again you're going through these thoughts, but it wasn't all over the place where you're like, okay, this is like I, I this is normal or whatever it may be. You're you're questioning everything because you don't know. And yeah. when people were using the fag term constantly back in the day. Uh, more so than they're doing now, you're probably like, a little bit more afraid of it as well, For which sure. br- will bring us to the opening of part two soon as well. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, a lot of it. So here, let me rifle through these notes because there's a couple of things I want to bring up. First of all, the I said it about I said it last show about it follows being one of the best opening scenes in recent memory. This one trumps it for me. To me, this opening scene is epic from the the, the intro until. Until George gets killed, Georgie. It, it, the whole thing about it is epic to me. Everything about it, one, one of the best in a while. Since it follows, of course. But I mean, those are the two big ones. Uh, I think it's funny that what's-her-name is so angry at Bev when she's walking up to the freaking bathroom. You, you think that freaking... She, she doesn't just want to bully her. She's walking into the bathroom, like, marching with a, a, a scowl on her face, like freaking Bev Piston or Cheerios or something. She's furious. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know and, if you guys picked up on I, I did. I want to add to that too because I think it's ironic and 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 fitting that they, they that girl Greta torments her. She thinks she's like a, a sexual deviant. Yet her her own father, the pharmacist, is a fucking fucking pervert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is true. You're right. And I, but I don't know why she's so damn angry. You know. Uh, uh, she's the female Bowers. What's that? Maybe she's her dad goes Bowers. on about her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, who knows? Bring Bevy into the store. <laughs> I feel bad for, uh, what's her name? Betty Ripson's mother, who's standing outside oh, the school God, waiting for her to come out. I can't say I'd probably do the same thing, as stupid as it sounds. Uh, she's been missing. It's the last day of school, the last day to see kids coming out of that place. Right. You never know. It's just grace being as Charles, but it's something I could see somebody doing, as weird as it is. And that, that hits. 
you know, you know, it, poor kid with the dad, you know, Steven Weber, that scene, we, we talked about that, that, that scene with the meat door is scary shit. The, the first time you see him and you see his eyes light up Pennywise behind the, the in that cooler, behind yeah. those strips that they put in the coolers and yep. he lights up. Dude, that's freaking terrifying. That's, that's the first awesome. time you see him that way. You're like, holy yeah. shit. He, I, I, I'm going to say the word iconic about the opening scene, about the movie itself, and about Pennywise. This is, he is a great friggin' villain. He is a great horror character. Uh, that I understand why you see him in pictures with, with Jason and Freddy and all that, just based on these two movies. I don't think we've gone to the theater and seen uh, as charismatic and scary and cool a, a, a heel character like this in a very long time. I mean, mm-hmm. Jigsaw is cool. We like him and stuff, but he's not like marketable in that way. You know what I mean? So I, I have to give them props. Yeah, well, look they... Bell sitting next to all the villains. <laughs> <laughs> he is though. They do have that. Well, uh, they have him in the pig mask. Yeah, but, I, but I just, I just want to have still... Tobin Bell, no pig mask. Yeah, just sitting there. What up, yeah. what up, Tobin? What up, Pennywise? What up, what up, Tobe? What up, Tobe? <laughs> no, and we've we've mentioned that in the past that this is the fact that they were able to get an icon, a modern icon, so quickly. It's awesome. I, who would I mean? I and a, again, of course, going back to Nightmare on Elm Street, it's all about fear, and you take away Pennywise's power by simply not being afraid of him anymore, being able to defeat him by not being scared of him. I mean, this is straight up Nightmare One. True. Yeah, Which is right. why I think they do the nods and have the part yeah. five in the theater because otherwise it's almost like okay horror fans, especially us, like the diehards, not the the casual ones. We know that this has a lot of similarities to it. So by referencing it in the movie, it's like we got gotcha. you. We know. Uh, I love so it. You can't use it I as a critique. It. <laughs> it's it. almost like that's what it's any, <laughs> Reference movies. I love all you want. I don't care. Oh. And they <laughs> nailed. Yeah. They nailed 1989. Everything that was going on in the summertime in 89, everything that was good. They, with the music, with everything, every choice they made about the music and the, and the movies and stuff going on around them and references, it was all, the mu- everything. It was all 1989 and, and they, even that time of year, because they, they tell you what time of year it is throughout it, you know? All that stuff is amazing. And back to what's-her-name scene with, with uh, Bev, it's, I've heard, I've heard Jeremy say this on 22 Shots, that it's probably... The bloodiest scene we've seen on at a theater in a very long time, maybe since the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. And you got to give her props. That's a bloody ass thing. That that's crazy that they showed that in a movie. And I have to respect yeah, it terrifying for that. that the father doesn't see it and how scared she is. And then it's and then again, you know, juxtaposed with a great scene of the the rest of the losers coming and helping her clean it up. And it's a very yeah you know happy scene considering how how horrifying the uh, father the doesn't see was. it. But you can definitely hear his damn boots stomping in it. I almost <laughs> think they should have taken that out of the sound mix. I, hey, these I, boots I mean, were made for stomping. <laughs> what? That's just what they'll again, do. Again, nitpicky. I, but again, this is what we do. We're talking about it. But, Call me out on it. I don't care if it's fucking crazy. Yeah, but I thought they should have. You could hear the when he's walking in. Sorry. That was pretty good, actually. It was really good. That was really good. But, but look, but we're going with the reliable narrator. Reliable. That, <laughs> that sounds like two, that sounds like two things. That sounds like somebody's boots sloshing through something like blood. Or what's the other thing it sounds like? Do it uh, one more, Dave. What does it sound like? Do, on, do it again. Me coming in both of your faces. 
It, it's something <laughs> sexual, but do it one more time so Dave can hear it again. <laughs> it sounds exactly like you're gonna laugh when I tell you. I've, I've, unless when you've you never pull watched. Out? No, it sounds like when a dog's licking his balls. <laughs> oh, I've never been around a male dog licking his balls. So oh no, you gotta you gotta get on that. <laughs> I can't wait. I've seen a dog lick his balls. <laughs> I, that's one thing you've never seen. Yeah, I haven't seen my cat, my cat's dick. So I want to see a dog look at the balls. That's exactly what it sounds like when a dog looks at his balls. Brought me, brought me back to the good old days. <laughs> so back to Bevy. Bevy. The, the, we're going by Bev as the reliable narrator. We're seeing it through. We're seeing the blood through her eyes. So why would we not see or hear him walking through it? Because this is what she's seeing and hearing. Yeah. Because that's going to play up okay. more. If that, we don't hear it. That, that works. I'll take it. Yeah, and he's we, just, the ball would be dropped if we didn't hear it. Because then it goes up a whole point now. <laughs> and he's just as much of a boogeyman to her as Pennywise is. So it makes sense. The you know the the sort of sound of his boots getting closer. Absolutely. And now, okay, how about this one? And that they knock boots. <laughs> you still end up knocking the boots. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And they knock boots. <laughs> These boots are made for knocking. <laughs> I'm picturing those boots hers too because she has those freaking those big boots. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um so uh it's what a what a weird picture to have hanging up, especially in a freaking in a synagogue. Isn't that in that guy that scary ass deranged freaking Mona Lisa thing? That why would you yeah. have that picture? Yeah, I, would, yeah, I don't know. That's begin terrifying. And I, it is terrifying. Is that, is like that the, the Jewish world. Mona Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> It's Mona Yanessa. Is that a Jewish name? Yanessa. <laughs> Brandon's not helping us out with this at all. <laughs> it's a Mona Lisa Baum. Lisa Baum? Okay. Yeah, usually if you had Baum or Berg. Mona Lisa Berg. Mona Stein. <laughs> Mona Stein. <laughs> I'm thinking of like a first name. Like what, what's a good first name for a Jewish girl? Like a classic name. Rachel. Rebecca. Okay. Rachel. Mona, Mona Rachel. Okay. I, I guess Mona Jewish, Rachel. How about Rachel Lisa? <laughs> what do you say, Rachel and Lisa? Yeah, Wendy and Lisa? I'm thinking of a good Rachel. first name for a Jewish person, and then he gives it the last name. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're completely wrong. Rachel, Mona Rachel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mona Lisa, because Lisa is her first name. It's not going to be a last name, right? I always picture Mona Lisa. You could call like Mona Karen or Mona Heather. It's like Lisa. Yeah. So instead of it being okay. Lisa, it's Rachel. Mona Rachel. Get it? Mona, uh, to me, is like a, uh, something that they just threw on there. No, like, I don't think so. So Lisa's... So Wait. hold on. The implication in Mona Lisa is that Lisa is her last name? Name Ma- Mona like, Lisa. I gotta look it up. Uh, uh, is it Miss Mona Lisa? No, no. It's Madame Lisa uh, Giogondo, uh, wife of wealthy Florentine. So the received the name Mona Lisa. Right. Lisa was her name. Okay. And well, Lisa was her name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, unless we go by my cousin Vinny, because Marissa Tomei's name and that was Mona, Miss Mona Lisa Vito. Was it? Mona was it Lisa. Mona the name of the 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 mom and uh, um, who's the boss? Yeah, <laughs> Mona. Yeah, that was the old lady's name. Yeah, Mona. <laughs> and Lemmy was the the head of. Uh, Mona head. We got to get to two because we got to keep on track here. 
Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to fly. Uh, the, the scene with Eddie is great with Pennywise when he goes to the when he goes to the freaking empty place and he sees him with the balloons. That oh the yeah, yeah, right after the leopard scene that Christian criticized, he doesn't even point out that beautiful balloon but scene. It's amazing, and he, it it's, it's good. He, Eddie is a great overlooked character. He's freaking so good in, in, in this movie. Everybody talks about others more than him, and I, I think he's great. Uh, Bowers and the day. You can see Stan's afraid already, so it 100% makes sense what happens in part two towards the end of the movie. He, he's like the biggest chicken shit of them all, so it ties in. It's good. Um, the way she backs up at the end is really scary when she's walking, the the freaking the Mona Lisa woman backing up and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, dude, that's something about it. It's creepy. The Georgie scene is awesome. Speaking of the thing, one more thing that reminds you of the thing is when what's-his-name, after he gets shot in the head, the fake Georgie, and he's on the ground, he starts doing that shaking thing. Yeah. The tentacles come out. Totally the thing. The shaker, shaker, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They, do the, they do the thing in both movies. And you would think, uh, I, I mean... I would think if I was Bill, I wouldn't have had the confidence. I thought it would have been funny if the ending was that really was Georgie. He's like, fuck, I killed Georgie. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Pennywise taps him on the shoulder. He's like, hello, Billy. You just killed yeah. Georgie. <laughs> oh, I was going to give him back to you. <laughs> yeah. That is great, though, at the end when he tries to negotiate. And he said yeah. that whole scene and then his speech. Uh, Richie's speech, now we gotta kill this fucking clown, yeah. is awesome. And it, it's actually a really good demise of Pennywise 2. And I'm gonna have something different to say in the next movie. But it's a really good demise of him when his face un- when his head unfolds and when does it, and, he, and he says fear. Yeah. Dude, I think that's, that's tremendous. Yeah. That's great, and the final shots, great. So almost everything about this movie is nothing but... The only thing that was kind of goofy, I know he had that scene where Pennywise bit him on the head, but when they're at the end about to say their goodbyes, Stanley, the way he's wrapped, it's like a, th- it's like a, like an old like World War One like veteran. You've got that bandage wrapped around his head. Under oh his my chin. god, it looks like you got the mumps. I was <laughs> laughing my fucking that a whole point taken off for that. Who? It looked ridiculous. <laughs> It does look ridiculous. <laughs> At 12, I couldn't do much better. I don't think. It's so funny. Fucking though. mumps. <laughs> mumps. Anybody you know ever had the mumps? Like, But in cartoons, that's always what they had. That big bandage wrapped around their fucking heads. You're right. <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Mumps. Yeah. I was like, what? do I want the mumps? Do I want, like, I always actually thought, like, I might want the mumps, but I had no clue what it was. It sounds too scary to me. The mumps reminds you of like lumps, and then I have like a lumpy Things face. Things like a mump in that. the night. <laughs> Gooly mumpets. Too many mumpkins. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in sky high. It, nothing's changed for me. For some reason, I can't give it a ten. I don't. I can't tell you why. A couple little tiny things, I guess, but it's a nine and a half for me. I think it's epic, and I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Dave. I was a nine out of ten originally. It made it made my top ten or top sixteen, whatever we were doing that year. It made my list. Might have been number eleven or something, but it made my list. It was a nine out of ten. I enjoyed even more now. Like you said, can't quite give it a ten. Not yet. Nine and a half. Not yet. And I'm a, I'm an eight and a half. I've come up every time. So great movie. Love it. For the most part, there's a few things that just I don't like. That uh, I will always keep it from being a ten. Maybe we should talk about it a little bit more to get him to give it a nine, so we can put it in the hall. It's in the hall. Nine and a half. Oh, wait a minute. Is oh, that I fucked it. <laughs> Hold on. Three nines is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven so nine... and a half. 
the half a point short. Oh, poor. <laughs> there it is. Oh, Damn you, jaded son You're of wait- a gun. You. Oh, I've done, wait I've done wait that till part two, jaded. The jaded skunk. <laughs> <laughs> wait till chapter fucking duh. Yeah, well, let's jump right into it because I mean, we could, I could have talked for another thirty minutes on part one, so let's go right to part two. You guys uh, can talk. I'm gonna shut the screen off for about uh, approximately one minute, but go ahead. I'll all right, go. I'll just introduce it while you're doing your thing. Jacking yourself <laughs> off. <laughs> it chapter two. Uh, this one's 2019. Uh, Twenty-seven years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Mike who? <laughs> new, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say this. The first 35 minutes are next to flawless, in my opinion. Like, I love it. Until that scene in that Chinese food. Why, why can't I talk? In the restaurant, in the Chinese restaurant, where the food, the, the, the fortune cookies start bubbling up and come to life. <laughs> the Chinese food Then I fucking, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. <laughs> it pulls me right out. I'm dumbfounded. I'm looking at why they're doing this. And it just is a mess to me. And I don't care about appealing to the masses or whatever. It's a mess of a sequence. Um, I don't know if Dave is here or can hear. I know he's off mic, but... Uh, the other thing that's curious is the opening scene with the hate crime, with the gay guys and everything like that. I think they're trying to play it out like, oh my God, these guys have been picked on. Those assholes are going to get theirs. And they don't. And it's yeah. the gay guy that gets killed. But because of that, it just seems evil. And I, maybe that's the whole point of it, that Pennywise is evil. But it actually seems so out of place and almost like it's against gay rights or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it almost I... seems... It almost seems I, like it's working against the whole thought process of what it was trying to show. <laughs> what I think it was trying to show, obviously, these this group that's homophobic. I fucking hate these guys. I wanted to get theirs. Homophobia is a, a fucking irrational, stupid fear that these people have. And so Pennywise returns. I mean, he's returning anyway because it's 27 years later. But yeah. here's showing these guys their stupid, ignorant fear of somebody who's different playing out. But I would have loved if Pennywise had killed the group, but I, it makes sense given that people that they're stronger in a group so that he, he got this guy after they, you know, dumped him in the river. I mean, Oh, that whole scene is brutal. And I know what they're saying. No one's safe and kids get killed in this, which is probably some of the best scenes. Like this one's, this one is darker in a, in a certain aspect, which typically I, I, I tend to gravitate towards, but I feel like they, I, I don't know if, if that was the point. Like, oh my God, these guys are doing something horrible to this person. They're going to get theirs. And no, it's the gay guy that gets it. And then you're just like kind of left. And even at the end, uh, Carrie and I were talking. We're like, isn't that weird that that never yeah, came back never into came, play after? Yeah. It never well, came guy, back into yeah, play. Yeah, the cops were there and stuff. So you assume maybe they arrest him. And that kid, that fucking Weasley looking oh. kid, he reminded me of the kid from uh, uh, Christmas Story. What, was it Scud Fargus or whatever? He's such yeah, an asshole was- kid. Yeah, what a fucking douche. Oh, man. But I thought it was just a great scene of just like, here's a scene of just like fucking fear presented in a different way, in a mean-spirited way, and oh, brutal. Yeah. And again, and, the the adult versions, 
perfectly they, casted. They I cannot they believe how good it was. Uh, they even and, got a boring mic. <laughs> <laughs> everything was great, man. Everything was fucking great until those fucking fortune cookies started bubbling out of that fucking dish. But that's the story. How can you do it better? You know what the, the, the leave those out. Is? Have them start. Have them start vibrating, and then have that black viscous blood come out. And don't have them crack, and have all those CG fucking bullshit things come out. They oh, were the horrible. Great though, I love but that. That's, that's, oh. that's that's what I'm gonna say. I like about it, even though I agree with you, Christian, about it, and also the. I, I mean, I know it's a Chinese restaurant. They're gonna have Chinese music, but it seems like they amped it up and made it like intentionally racist at times. Like the only stuff, thing like, they left out is "We love you, uh, long time." It was so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, when that when the waitress comes back in and yeah. says, "Is everything okay?" Yeah. Like, how about get the fuck out of my place? You're smashing fucking. <laughs> Although that's a good that's a good joke. That's was, a that's I a love that's a cinematic it, joke. It is a good and joke. It works. Like, it's, so, yeah. it's silly. Back to the fortune cookie, the baby thing that comes out. I think is awesome. It's a foreshadowing of how of how they're going to defeat this this evil in the end by mm. making it small and turning it back to a baby. So I thought that was that was awesome in yeah. a way. I, I mean, I I'm not saying it didn't I, look silly, but uh, I'm saying, oh, wow, why are we seeing a baby face on this thing? What well, then why mean? not just have floating dead babies in the aquarium instead of severed heads or something like that? There, there's the so much. The aquarium? <laughs> the aquarium? What did I say? Aquarium. Aquarium. Fuck off, the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> they knew, they knew you pluralized huh? use <laughs> the awkward aquarium the aquarium <laughs> the aquarium i fucking like want to just that like when the you're kind of tentative to ask your family to go to the aquarium you're like you want to go to the aquarium <laughs> <laughs> speaking of c I, did you yeah. guys, i may as well kick him while he's down did you, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that they named the freaking, uh, the place they went to, the Chinese restaurant after Christian. It was called Jaded of the Orient. <laughs> <laughs> it's this, this one for whatever reason. I'm on board. I love the actors. I love the acting. Oh, I, I, I do think, I do think they relied too much on making the old characters sound exactly like their younger selves. Like they couldn't have. Now, whether that's because they've been pulled back into Dairy that it's supposed to be a, a a better parallel, but that was another quibble that we just, as it went on, I'm like, well, they're too much like it. I mean, we get it. They're the older version. Okay. Got it. But it just was too much. But then I guess that was the argument I could, I can almost say towards it. However, every scare scene, every effect sequence is, as I put in text to you guys, amped up to 11. Like you complain about Friday the 13th or nightmare on Elm street four. Dave, and that's what I felt here. It's like everything's like, whoa, we got it. We did this. Now we're going to do this. And it, it mm. is not scary in the slightest. And it destroys all the parts that are scary with something that's absolutely ridiculous. And another perfect example of this is a terrifying sequence when she goes back to her old apartment, grown mm -hmm. up, oh, talks with the old it. lady. And there's a great sequence there where the voice changes and gets dark. And they absolutely ruined that fucking scene by having what I used to call the tree monster come out. But I guess it's supposed to be an old witch come out uh, uh, and with the, the teeth on their neck. And she comes lumbering down the fucking hallway again. And it's too much. They killed everything great about Shit. that scene. I can't disagree with him. He's right because the, the scariest part of that, that scene is when she leaves and she looks back and realizes that the building's dilapidated and it's been abandoned the whole time. So she there was nobody even there to begin. But with. what had to chase her out? I'm not again. I'm not disagreeing. The scary with voice. You. 
And then she looks in the, and, and I think the, she sees something in the, the washroom again or whatever. And then and draw, the, the, the Pennywise, which is great, which is great. And then that but just, could, on... she could just back up and get out. I agree. But again, people that go to the theater to see this shit have come up in recent memory. This is a product of its time where people, you got to think about movies like the conjuring and all that stuff that there's, there's always something chasing you. Like the, like, like you look at the conjuring movies and they just keep adding, they have a nun, they have a freaking, um, uh, what's that guy? The, the freaking tall man or whatever the hell it was. The, the crooked man, this and that. That's, that's what's hot in horror right that's now. That's what my urologist calls me. The crooked man? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. As, as again, as a seasoned, in quotes, horror fan, just the, the critique you said before, I'm going to have the same rebuttal. And I'm not saying I, I disagree with you. I'm just saying that, that, is, that this is a product of its time and that the kids in the audience and the people in the audience are expecting some monster that looks something like that mm. at some point to come out and do it. That's just how horror is now. It can't be subtle anymore. But but especially then, at the theater. That's what independent horror is good for. And that but, took me so but it took me out of the movie. The, the, so the fortune cookie scene took me out of the movie. Then Mike's retelling of where the evil had generated fun from, I think could have been done so much better. And and don't Wait, get me wrong, I thought the director was so good with part one that they could have told the story kind of like how Krampus did it. Where they tell the history and it was done in that way. This was done so much CGI. And I, again, I'm just looking at my wife and we're looking at each other going, this is fucking brutal. It needs to be there, but it could have been handled so much better. So it took me out of the story again. But and then we tripping. every fucking scene that was supposed to be great ended up, I felt like, disappointed me. So overall, although I like the actors and I like the continuation of the story, I was thoroughly disappointed overall with the movie. Look and, at this. Okay. That scene you're talking about, I think it goes on a little too long. It's a little too much backstory with the uh, the, the ritual of Chewed and all that stuff. I think it's a little too much. They probably could have cut that that entire thing, the the ritual itself, and, and his telling of the story, maybe by 10 minutes. I could, I could, uh, I'll give you that. But as far as the visualization of it, it's coming from the mind of somebody tripping on peyote or something like that. Yeah. So it has exactly. to be kind of out there they've already gave you the the, the basics we, we see the visual of, of of the moving thing on that leather whatever the hell which is a, a, a good way to look that 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 does happen when you're tripping that's when, on when you like start, a, yeah that's when you realize like, yeah. wait, something's not right, right. good but that they nice, could have that nice tote bag what was Would it you get what i'm saying we don't want to start no, anything but you always no, told me to do, you know oh no 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 there yeah, you gotta tell me there we go yeah you're back. Good, down. i don't so know what did you say oh maybe because i had to mute my microphone for a sec oh okay yeah, the ritual of chewed or whatever, and uh, I, I don't know. Like a bag, thought... you said, reminded you of a bag. Oh, the tote bag. <laughs> no, tote? Was... A tote bag. Oh, like a boater bag or something. Like a okay. duotang. Okay. A duotang. Yeah. Just... Duotang. Yeah. <laughs> like a duotang clan. <laughs> but it's a trippy visual, so you're seeing it through his eyes. It's got. They got to go out there a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to give you a. No, I I actually liked it because I I didn't I never read the original material, but you know when this movie was first you know in production and stuff, people were saying, oh, they're, they're going to put the ritual of chewed in and all this, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, I don't want it to get too carried away. So I thought you know that having the the history with the Shakapiwa and stuff be told very quickly, and of course Mike is lying about the outcome of it. I get what Christian's saying with things being over the top. I thought like the Paul Bunyan statue is over the top, but I still oh, like enjoy. But I love it. No, I love it though. It's, but I know like yeah. these. I know why these scenes are taking them out because they are less. 
but they are less scary than in part one. They are, the, but they, yeah, but they're adults. But the, ca- too. But the characters, well, the kid, it'd be scary. If a kid, if that, if that giant ball bunion was chasing the young kid, that would be more scary than uh, than, a, than a grown man. That's, that's what it true. is. That's true. These are and adults. It's still, yeah, Part that's true. Two. And that's why I I look look. It doesn't bother me because like that's a perfect way of putting it. These guys are not over their childhood trauma, so they still have the fear of of when they were kids in them, and, and it's coming back. On to them. Kids. He plays yeah. on – that's what he's used to doing. The only the only reason he's messing with these people is because they're the kids that came closest to defeating him, and yeah. they're back. You know what I mean? So all he knows is how to scare – is to use those tactics that scare children. This is out of the ordinary for him. So that's his MO. Wow, it's, it's perfect. Stuff. Wow, thank you. That's it. That's all I needed because I, was, I wasn't going to lower my score anyway, but like – Christian was making points that I, I still like. I understand his points, but like I never thought of it that way. Like even though they are adults, he does always play on children. And kudos to the way he gets the the little girl from the beginning, the Vicky girl. Oh, brilliant! Oh that's my scene. god, that scene is scary. Creep scene, dude. It's awesome. I thought Christian was gonna complain about that. Though those kill scenes going over the top, and I was like, no. To me, that's sequelitis in a good way, where they amp it up not to eleven, but they amp it up a little bit more. Where that scene, everything about it, the way it plays out is great. The girl, she has her face. The way he seduces her, so to speak, gets her to come closer, does his thing, and like that's in terrifying. this movie, yes, yeah. it is terrifying. It's a great that under the bleachers, great scene. The scene Amazing. in the like again, Carrie and I were like, oh my god, that's terrifying. She's like, I'm okay. terrified, but. The problem with it is overall. It's remember this is a fucking almost three hour long movie, and the pro, what it ends up being is there's some great shit in here, but overall the like the overall scare sequences that were with the CG and stuff like that that was great. The scene in the funhouse was was, oh, was great. Awesome. Like there there's great oh. stuff here, but overall I found it was a huge letdown for part one. Because of the ramped, the the amped up sh- factor of everything else, and this was more episodic. So where they stayed with the kids in the first one, because they're adults now and they go back and forth. At first, you're like, "This is cool," because they're showing them back and forth. Then it starts getting a little bit more like, "Okay, do we need all this now? Can't we just stick with them as adults?" Playing through, well, they did I like, it. I like they did it to fill the gaps and give you a little bit more of of. Of what was of, going of on Mike. in between, and I love the yeah, flashback scene. I do I too. So I really do. It, it yeah. is long. I agree with you. I was like, "Fuck, three hours," but I enjoyed every minute of it. I really did. See, I, and I didn't, but I, I mean, there was great. Like again, the scene yeah. where he goes to get the bike and Stephen King's the the shopkeep <laughs> and everything, and, and he rides the bike out there. Uh, great <laughs> stuff. There's like a bit of that, that the bit of movie magic with that scene, and when he gets on the bike and starts riding it again and everything. That's, and that's like, and that's like, sort of like the the scene from from the original miniseries. Yeah, how it ends. Yeah, and he's having the the visions of Bev as he's doing it as a child, riding with her. Yeah. Again, another nice scene of like innocence. Hi ho, silver. I love the fact that that Bev sort of has this sixth sense now, where she's able to she sees how they're all gonna die because well, you know she was, why because of the deadlights. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, they really, really for six hours of movie, they do a great job of making it pretty easy to follow and not having any plot holes. Like I said, like I, I I could, I could see Christian's complaints with some of the CG and some of the scenes being over the top, 
But really, that's that's really where you're going to nitpick. It's like, oh, I could have done without that, but it doesn't hurt the story or it doesn't make the story like any less, you know, plausible. But the episodic nature did take me out. Like I was I was sitting there going, OK, I'm bored. Whereas I didn't feel that way in, in the first one. But I loved I went back after I'm like, when when was that scene? Because I like we were. Again, until those fortune cookies start dancing, I was into that movie, into the movie. That's 35 minutes from beginning to that that scene. And it's great. And then it was take me out. And then I'm like, well, then, then, then I'm kind of, then I'm like, change my mind stance. Like my arms are crossed, kind of like, wait a second Uh here. And I'm sitting back and then we get that storytelling retelling. Uh, and and again, I didn't like that. So then I'm like, what the fuck? But then we get back into good stuff again. So then I'm on board again. But then you're right. Then there's a couple of CG scenes. I'm like, I'm not digging this. It doesn't have the great flow that the first one had. And I want to like it, but I'm just, something's not working for me here. And then every time they get to a good scene, they, they, it's, it's followed by a scene that I feel is, is lesser or not as good and probably could have been salvaged with some editing. Yeah, maybe. I do love the scene with Richie, the flashback scene of Richie at the arcade where he's with Bowers' cousin. They're just having fun playing Street Fighter or anything. He's just enjoying yeah. being with this kid. He doesn't realize at this time, like, what's going on. Maybe he likes the kid, but, you know, and then, he's, of course, he's haunted by the ghost of Adrian, the gay guy who's killed at the beginning. And then Pennywise appears. I know your secret. He floats into town. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, cool. That's great. I love yes. that. I, I found that comical and terrifying at the same time. Bringing that back works. the bully or the bully coming back was is cool too when you get reintroduced to him. Oh, and he's dude. giggling as you see the balloon float by. <laughs> That's but a then, cool scene. That's a but cool then scene again, he's a Rob Dyer though at the end of the day. Yeah, it's true. That's the problem. It's true. He at least he, he didn't, didn't yell. I understand why he's here. It's because of the source material. I get it. Yeah. And that but it's unfortunate that they made him to be this other big bad and you thought he was going to make it to the end and maybe be down there with them and somehow get involved or maybe even team up or uh, who knows anything possible i'm just saying he ends up being a rob dyer and he didn't even have to be in the movie at the end of the day at least he didn't yell you're killing me when eddie put the knife in his head <laughs> well and, that, and, and then there you go dave then you could you're right he, he is a victim of the source material they should have done something more with him he definitely shouldn't have been driven around by his buddy uh zombified like that was stupid i don't care source material nothing it didn't work it yeah, that look. looked that looked wonky to me. That looked really goofy. Well, there are things about the about the book that see. I never cared for the ritual of Chewed and the turtle and all that stuff. To me, that was always the weaker parts of the novel. I like the novel. It's not a one of my top three or anything like that. I think it's a it's a really good read. But I think there's there's aspects of it that other people seem to be into where it goes into like a I don't know. I don't want to say a sci-fi place, but it just goes into this this other place and. And it, it is an otherworldly thing, and it's 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 almost Lovecraftian. So I get where they're coming from with the with the with the Pennywise monster. It's Kubrickian, <laughs> and what he is. But I don't know. They're just that. I don't know. Everyone seems to love that, and I, maybe I'm in the minority. That that's like some of my least favorite parts of the book. But but again, I don't think that this movie was an overwhelming success to uh, the horror fans that are into the novel anyway. But that, and, and, and they had just as many critiques as they did about the first one. And unfortunate for them, because they're, I think they're missing out on great stuff, especially the first movie. But I, I just love these characters. I mean, we talk about it. I just think they nailed every casting. And I just think they do a great job of portraying their childlike selves as adults. I love the fact that um, Bev's character just sort of 
grew up and, and wound up in an abusive relationship. I like that. That makes sense, given her background, that she would marry someone like her father. The fact that freaking Eddie married his mother. Eddie married his own mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love and that. Again. Same uh, actress, hated, too, which is Bill great. Ha- <laughs> Bill is it yeah. really? It is. is it? Yeah, it, we, oh, I checked cool. it out oh. because I'm like that. Too much of a similarity for it not to be, and it was. Which I thought that was that was a cool touch. Like that shit, I like. I really do like. And, that. and when Bill Hader makes that joke, and I think in the restaurant, who who married someone four times their own body weight or something like that? He's giving him like, the speech, the motivational yeah. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, you're braver than yeah. you think you are. That was at the end. That was at, yeah, you're right. That was at the end, not at the restaurant. I love that. <laughs> He's, Bill Hader's terrific, and he hit nails the comedic beat just like uh, Little Richie did, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Little Richie. Little Richard. He's probably, Richie. My, he's probably actually him, my favorite. Bill Hader's probably the best in the movie. Um, James McAvoy that, was really good, too. I love the way his starter starts to slowly return. Yeah. I love Ben's character. Yes. I'm not saying he's the strongest uh, strongest acting in this, in this film, but I love... Ben's character from part one that I'm just rooting for him. He's just such a good guy in yeah. general. I love how they head fake you again. Maybe not from a story if yes. you're really familiar with the novel, but when they introduce all the characters, how they yeah. they cut to a guy that you assume is the Ben leading that that conversation. I think, in, and then it cuts to him on Skype, and he and, yeah. and, and he's like, you know, the hot guy all all grows up. <laughs> and, and the way Richie you know, like is yeah, telling yeah. them at the restaurant, he's like. Ben and he like does this like he like <laughs> used to be this big. That's Ben. <laughs> you know who that guy is? Where they faked us out in the beginning? That's actually a, a grown up version of the kid that played Ben in the in the miniseries. Is it? Oh, that's even funnier. That's another yeah. Easter egg then. And the Pretty Easter cool, egg yeah. my wife caught that I had no clue about, but again because of her love for Stand by Me, and she's like, that's the same room that they uh, that they wrote that guy wrote Stand by Me in. And I'm like, what are you talking about? At the end, the very last scene in that house, I'm like, yep. there's no the way. That movie play. was 86. This movie's 2019, and it looks like a modern room. She checked it out. It's the goddamn room that the guy oh, yeah. was writing it in Stand By Me. I'm like, what? how the hell did you? But she goes, because she said it's one of my favorite movies. Just like me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so she yeah. caught that. I'm like, what? So that's an Easter egg in there, too. The and then Will the Wheaton movie. ran in at the end and said, I'm Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's like, where have you been? Hey, did you see Rent-A-Pal yet? No, is, is he in that? Yeah, oh. he's in Rent-A-Pal. That's a horror movie from this year, no? Yes, it is. Uh, Jason Lloyd, or Jason uh, Park. Oh my God. Every Jason, Jason but Jason Park. Smith. <laughs> Jason Smith recommended that. Jason Polo? Jason, <laughs> Jason Polo actually wrote, directed, <laughs> created that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be so pissed when he hears someone. <laughs> I know. Uh, I told him it comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. It if you're does. being named on the show, it comes from somewhere. Of course. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, and when Pennywise tells, uh, you know, when uh, Bill is like, why Georgie to Pennywise? And Pennywise is like, because you didn't come out. You weren't there. Oh, my God. That's such a heartbreaking scene just playing on his guilt. Mm. Oh, terrifying. You know, all that stuff with the, with the guilt that he has. Yeah. Oh. You know? And that scene later, when he finally confronts it, is done really well, you know? Yeah. You, you weren't a bad brother or all that stuff. You know what I mean? You weren't a bad person. And you know, right after that thing, I, I you lied and I died. That was good. <laughs> yeah, again. You'll float too. You lied and I died. Yep. Yeah, the, the kid scene, Dean. 
killed and we talked about the funhouse scene. I thought the most terrifying oh, part about gosh. that all, not only the fact with with Pennywise you know bashing his head against the glass, but the fact that if you look at it, he's trapped on all four sides. The kid. Oh, I know. I know. That's that's, that's horrifying. Yep. Like, oh yeah. my god. And Bill's punching at the glass to try to break through it, but he can't. Dude, Pennywise in the head is freaking awesome. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome, dude! And the blood—it's just like a blood explosion when he breaks through. I love that. It, it, it was great. I get another standout scene, but I just—you didn't feel this was episodic. You, you didn't feel like they split up for no reason. It almost felt like they split up just to carry the movie, let the movie run on a little longer. Like he's no, going no, to no. a bike shop. They they're going over there. Don't you see what they're artifacts? They need to find their artifacts. They needed to find the artifacts, and they are just playing off. They did the exact same thing in it, Chapter One. They are using the same formula. In it, chapter one, you get the introduction of the characters uh, first dealing with Pennywise. The first time you see Egg Boy in the library, and then you see Bev in the thing, and then you see Eddie and, and, and the building with the leper, and you see each guy go to their thing. Then later on, they split up. They have that little, that little argument, and then you see them all dealing with that. In this movie, you see them in the beginning, one by one being introduced, okay? Then later on, they go do the artifact thing. That they're just repeating the same formula they did in part one. Where somehow you it worked of, in part one, and it doesn't work here, at least for me. It just didn't felt, bother me because I like that because it, 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 it because of the formula. I guess I dig it. But he did even say at one point we'd be better off staying as a group. I think it was Richie, or 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 Eddie. One of them said it. We we'd be better off staying as a group. But Mike's, you know insistent that they split up because they need to have it quickly because he wants to perform the ritual even though he's lying about being successful with it because the shock appeal if we're not him getting stabbed yes, at the Brandon. side of the face is pretty funny what's, what's that? that him getting stabbed at the side of the face oh <laughs> that's it's, pretty it's, 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 it is comical but it's comical in like like a shocking way where you're like almost you're like whoa like i feel <laughs> like his reaction feels genuine I feel like that's how you would react if you got stabbed in the face. It's almost like he's experiencing yeah. shock and making jokes. They did a great scene where he goes into the pharmacy and they dissolve from his younger self to older self or vice versa. Yeah. And, cool. and and you realize how great the casting is there. Because you're like, is this <laughs> the guy's dad or an older brother? So I'm like, what the fuck? He looks identical. He like, does. He, he looks, looks like, like the... he looks like the Eddie kid growing up. <laughs> yeah. He looks exactly and then the guy, the uh the creepy pharmacist is squeezing his mole. He's like, That's just a, it's just a mole. It's, it's like it might be. Well, cancer. that's like a foreshadowing of like because he gets stabbed there afterwards, right? Yeah. It's almost oh. like Well, I don't like that's I mean true. I just Figured that that well, was some sort of. Well, it's also playing on his, you know, his fear of everything. Fear of, he, yeah. he goes up, he becomes a risk uh, analyst, and uh, I thought that everyone thought that was really funny. Makes sense. Makes total sense. How about that guy? How about the pharmacist when he comes in at the, at the towards the end when Bev is in that bathroom and she's going through that that the hell that Pennywise is putting her through, and he peeks his head in and he says, "You," <laughs> he says, "You smell just like Lois Lane." He says. <laughs> <laughs> In the first movie, he says, you look just like Lois Lane. And then this movie, he peeks his head in. And he goes, you smell just like Lois Lane. <laughs> now, that's it. Was that the same guy in old age makeup? Yeah. yeah it was like fucking it. horrible old age makeup. <laughs> it was bad old age makeup, but it was sort of terrifying in like that kid sort of way. Yep. He looked a little off. Exactly. Little off. Yeah. So the kid's name, I had to look it up. Brandon Crane who played young Ben in the 90s TV movie, has a small cameo as a businessman on a video call to the current old Ben. 
I had to make sure that he just wasn't a person sitting at the table. And was, you know what I mean? Was the Big Ben in it? Yeah, Big Ben. <laughs> Parliament. Yeah. Parliament. Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic? <laughs> nice. Oh, lordy. Yeah, more, again, more homages in this. Of course, the home at last carving on Ben. Very Nightmare on Elm Street. You got another thing homage. I mean, a straight up thing homage with the with Stan Head. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that even thing. Yeah, I made another note of a reference. Oh, the, the poltergeist at the end with the house falling in. Oh yeah, the house does fall in. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I was just I, like, I was loving. It. I was like, oh, it's like that. That's like this. I didn't take that note last night, but the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I I said it to my wife. I said that's yeah. poltergeist, but I forgot yeah. about it last night for some reason. I think I was by the end of the night I was probably kind of tired. <laughs> I remember my wife did not like the thing reference. Well, she didn't know it was a thing reference, but what? the spider head, and I liked that part. I do like the oh, spider yeah. head. Even without the thing, I still would love it. I loved it in the thing, and I love it yeah. here, and I love the. It looks awesome know. in this. Yeah, it's really cool, and the, the the stuff like once you're getting closer, and then the 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 big climax, it 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 starts to work again, but. I feel like it just takes a long time getting there. And I, I was taken out of the movie too many times before that, but it's not like you're like you guys said, it, obviously from a story structure, it, it's continuing and it's worked for most people. I, once again, I'm probably going to be in the minority here where I feel like I was, I just felt like it was again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself, but just episodic and, and, and not, on board with everything that was done, whether in the in the original novel or not, from the way they they've edited the movie or played the movie out, I just felt like it was I was taken out and getting a little bored in this one. Well, it is long. Like to me, the only difference between the the, the way they told the story in the first one and the second was that in this one they had to add uh, all the stuff about the ritual, which obviously wasn't there in the first one, and they and they added the flashbacks. I love the flashback stuff. Uh, the ritual, I could take it or leave it. So yeah. narratively, it's kind of the same. They have the thing in the beginning. They get together, the introduction, this and that. And, and instead of doing kids things, they're doing adult things, but they're still cracking wise and doing different things. And all that stuff is great. I just I, I, I could see you being burnt out because of the length. Maybe if they maybe if they trim some stuff, but I won't complain about you know what you said. I, I understand why they went where they went. Uh, in, in sequelitis or just in modern horror realm. It's just it's just what they do. It's funny because I thought you were going to complain about how all the kills in this movie, he goes a little bit further himself, Pennywise. That's what I thought your complaint was going to be about going to 11, that in this movie, it wasn't enough just to bite into them. In this movie, you, you seem to see more of his jaw come out, like protrude out of his mouth and do a little more. But to me, that's more like, that's sequelitis in the right way, where uh, part yeah, one and part two that, that, that didn't bother me. Funny yeah, that, I'm glad you, I'm glad it didn't because I would have had a, a, an issue with it. I would have been like, oh, really? That's gonna bother you? That's it's sequel stuff. I'm not surprised by it. But then when I, I do hear what you're saying, and that that ritual chewed goes a little long with the explanation and all that stuff, and I understand why you say about Bev and all that, and it goes too far, but. Oh, you I cut down the fortune cookie scene. You cut down that the yeah, you don't the like the, the story the uh, the the history or the 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 lore a little how bit much is, because how you need much to have it. It doesn't. It, I mean, because I don't take love that, that part. Long, either. That, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not really that much. I think they do it just right as showing when when I think when it's how they, they do arrive. it. Like I, I think I it like, just seems like, overdone. Like these are good actors, and you're seeing 
I know that he's on peyote, but I just I, I, everything about it just felt forced, and I don't know. I just didn't like it. I didn't okay. like the yeah, acting, the, peyote, the performances. The peyote the, scene might be a, like yeah, you could cut that a little bit. I don't know if it's peyote. I don't know what. I know, but I know, but it was in the tea, and he. So I get yeah, what they're what they're trying to do. I just didn't like it. He um, could just do it via like uh, articles and and research, sort of the way no, that did. You can't sort do of... articles for something like that. It's a ritual from Native Americans. There's not going to be anything that. And no, but I'm I'm just saying stuff he stuff he had. I'm saying do it like part like Ben did in part one. You know how they walked into his room and he sort of had it laid out is what I mean. Not necessarily like articles, but like have it like here's a board of what we're dealing with. These were the people that started it. It crash landed here. We got to find it's uh, where where it's where the lair is where it landed. Maybe I just needed a story. Use the internet. Maybe I just needed him to tell a story and it could be shown a, a little bit more. Like, just natural. Like I said, when she tells this Krampus story about her as a little girl and whatever, and how they did that. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying that. Um, And this one is bad. He's like, he's like falling down. And he's like, ugh. And it's like, oh, those miss. It it was just too fucking much. If that's Davy, I'm going to punch the screen. It's Davy. Davy also (laughs) had a good jaw transformation in Demons. And I like the jaw transformations in this one. I think it's Pennywise upping it because he realizes that he failed in part one. So he's trying to make it even be more terrifying in this one. I, I have a problem with it. I know you guys don't. That's it. I do like the recreation. Doesn't someone come out of the fridge? Hey, you <laughs> Doesn't guys. someone come out of the fridge like Pennywise in this one? But it's a different character. Isn't it like that? Someone else comes out of the fridge all fucking disjointed. In part. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's what's his name? Stanley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's Stanley, all, yeah. but it looks different because he's a little older. And because I when I had I didn't know who it was at first, and then somebody said that's Stan. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be Patrick Hoxtetter, because there's a whole thing in the novel about Patrick Hoxtetter and, and and killing a kid in the fridge, and there's this whole backstory to him, which was left out of this story. Which I understand why you can't get into everything Stephen King puts in his book. I almost wish there was a spinoff story, just well, of him. Why I understand that guy being a coward and taking his life, but the exploit. The explanation at the end makes Can sense because he would he would explain it to me. It makes perfect sense. He weakens the group if right. he's not they there. But if he but if he's dead, then the group is the remaining living members. So he oh, so he thinks he he himself, based on him being a coward, if he went, he would actually weaken the group. Yeah, he the, wouldn't the, have the gone. Whole he, chain and the strongest link. Type yeah, and, okay. and he said he wouldn't have even gone. So by doing what he did, he he gave them a shot at, at surviving. Very Harper. I got very emotional towards the end of this. What really wrapped it up really well. Everything I, they did. I yeah. like the I, I like the end of the uh, the epilogue or whatever sequence it goes on longer than most movies would, but it actually works quite I a bit it. here based on what you go through and 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 everything else. It, it does play out and it does wrap it up quite nicely. I love the same gags that they used in part one. The door, scary, not very, not scary, scary, very scary. I love the Pomeranian. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, look, he's a good boy. And then he turns into that monster. Uh, I like that uh, one of the rooms, it was Betty's legs this time. When in part one, it was Betty's body. (laughs) And they're like, where where are her legs? Oh, yeah, that's the comedy. Where's my shoe? (laughs) (laughs) Where's my shoe? It said in both movies. Now again, you're, I guess you 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 said this already, Dave. But when that guy falls down the well in part one, you're, he's dead. But he then they they retro dead. it and they have him like get spit out like whatever. Now is that supposed to be supernatural? Like, like Georgie in part one, like Georgie in the sewer in the yeah. uh, pipes and yeah. in the rat thing in the gerbil. 
cage. I mean, so I mean, rat. Sorry, it's not supernatural. It's just a little because hard to he's swallow. A, he's alive and he's in the uh, in the asylum, but yeah, it is kind of like he fell down like a hundred foot. You're not gonna bash your hair head down like part of that wall. Just, I mean, just your hair. If you bash your hair. He clearly bashed his hair and it turned into an even worse. Moment. I meant head. I I love how you pick up on those things. But just like my little kids, I want to choke you to fucking death. Pointing them out. Oh my god! Like I said, you can't fucking mispronounce anything in this household. Household. Amazing. No, in my house, it's like the show. I'm saying if I do that in my house, the kids run it like, what, what, dad, what, what? That's what I'm saying. And he's like, just like that on this fucking show. Amazing. Oh, you got to be with your kids. Yeah. Awesome. And Christian, nice. you you share something like Penny was. He's the eater of worlds, and you're the eater of cocks. Oh. <laughs> I hope I hope you didn't write that joke down. No, I don't have. Okay, because well, you looked eat. you looked at it your piece of paper like you were like referencing the joke. Eater uh, of eat, worlds. Eater of worlds. That's all I have written down because I love when he keeps repeating that. Oh, I'm the eater. That's my problem with. Okay, let me tell you this. I uh, let me give it props first. I'm always going to start off with something good. I'll, I'll tell you this. I love. It may be one of the top two or three sequences in the whole move in the whole freaking epic, uh, the whole both movies, whatever you want to call it. When Richie is elevated and he sees the deadlights. That yeah. whole sequence and the way his face looks and how he goes blank and you see all the teeth and the depth of, of the freaking this, this Pennywise monster and everything else, that stuff is absolutely amazing. I don't like, right before it, the turn light into dark thing, how they're doing, turn light into dark, turn light into dark. They keep doing that and then the balloon comes up, which is great. But the thing is, I am not crazy in this movie um, and I'm I'm very sad for Eddie. That talking about tearing up, that makes me very sad. The whole yeah. thing with Eddie, oh man, it's powerful. So all that stuff is great. However, the demise of, of Pennywise, ultimately, I do not like it. That is my critique. I want to like it, but when all of a sudden they just turn it around, you're just a clown. You're just this. You're a, a painting. What all that stuff? How it's that easy to kill the evil? Uh, it's Nightmare world. One all over again. Just done with more people instead of saying you're nothing you're shit it's you know five kids saying that to him yeah but it doesn't really work in nightmare ultimately <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't on retrospect and it, you're right. and it didn't work in part one really either because all he does is retreat and then mm-hmm. you know comes back 27 years later so it yeah makes sense he was damaged and he did things yeah That's yeah in this one it just seemed a little sudden. Okay, he's, he's gonna not... down. He's gonna be a small spider in this and that. And I love this look. I love when he went into that spider mode. Uh, spider like, wise is awesome. I love spider. It is great. And it, so much better than what they did in the miniseries. So awesome. At least they got smart. But ultimately, his demise, I just am. I'm, I'm disappointed in it. The way it happened. Yeah, I'm surprised. You know, with 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 this. I mean, did the second film do really well? Also, box office wise, not nearly. Not nearly as well. It did well, but not nearly as well as for the first one. Right. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing for me. It's too bad. I, I don't know what they could have done. I just don't like how it played out. I liked just... him as a little baby, though. He's very cute looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I that wanna... that I is wanna... silly with the flat face and, whoop, and a flat yeah. face again. I, I'm a little silly know. looking. 
Yeah, the last scare is good though. When you just get that when he when he is sunk like that, and he he comes back one more time as full Pennywise in his head, and he's like ah, and then he goes back. I like that. It was and then Nev Campbell shot him and said, "Not in my movie." <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed sudden. It just seemed I don't know. Either way, but the source material they did the best they could. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Don't like it. That's my complaint. I still think it's a great movie. It's not an epic movie. That's the difference. Destroying the heart. I'm thinking yeah. about it now. Jeremy? I'm, I'm going to say Jeremy instead of ratings. Oh, ratings? No. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, <just> lying. <laughs> I don't, like, here it is. There was stuff I enjoyed. Like I said, that first 35 minutes, love it. And there were sequences throughout that I liked quite a bit or, or even loved. So how much of an owner, like I, I said, though, the, the CG, or not even CG, I, I don't want to blame CG. The extended amount of the scenes ruined the scare factor for me in a lot of sequences. So how much do I fault the movie for that? And I'm finding it very difficult. So I'm going to say 6.5. Whoa. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Ouch. Okay. Then I'll say seven because that's where I was going. And oh, I just felt like, ouch. yeah. Well, I, still I felt... live with seven more than okay. a six point. I will say seven because I do. Seven there... to recommend. Like I, I say, I do. I didn't like it, but I know it's a good movie that people will enjoy. I, I just, felt... so I'll say a seven. I'll say, I'll, I'll say seven. Okay, think about the Bev scene. You didn't like the way it ended. Just not ended. You didn't like that that thirty seconds of that whole three minute sequence. Look at it. But, that it, way. That's that kind of... but the problem is that was a trend throughout the movie. That, that, that when it pulls you out so many times, you're just like it, it no. does tend to hinder your overall enjoyment of said film. But that again, that I will always say that first thirty five minutes, great, and there was some great sequences. So seven, I'll get seven. Seems yeah. fair enough, I guess. But that Bev scene was so creepy. That whole bit, I didn't get into it, but when she's in there, oh. I wanted to put that over to maybe the highlight of the film. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Yeah. So, wow, a seven. Okay. What does the old woman yell at her? Don't be so polite or something? Yeah, don't be so polite. Yeah. <laughs> it's, great. it's funny. Okay. It's Give me the yeah. tea, bitch. <laughs> What's in the bowl, bitch? Yeah. And when she's running naked in the background, skidding around, I oh, love it, the old lady. Naked? I think she's naked too. Like it's 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 crazy. But yeah, no, you're right. And that's where I can understand Christian's complaint with taking it up, that extra notch and having the, you know, what he's called the tree monster coming in because it's just as terrifying her walking around. She could be tormented by, you know, sounds and, and just the creeping and the, the old woman could just literally keep appearing behind her, appear behind her naked, doing it follows. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to re edit this movie somehow. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. I it's love the, I love that anything. scene in in the end. I love you know you talked about with with uh, Bev in the bathroom and the blood filling up and Ben he's sinking into the dirt and the, it just and they're just like professing their love for each other. Man, I got really emotional. I'm like this. Yeah. She deserves it. He's loved her since since the first moment he saw her in the first one. I'm like I felt like this was epic and destiny and it was meant to be. And then. Uh, that is a great scene. That that's why I'm saying there's inconsistencies in this one. I, I but that is a great scene. I can't disagree I, with you. I find myself enjoying it just as much as the first one. Nice, good, good for you. Just nice. as much, and I know I agree. It is a little long. I would love it if it was like two hours and and ten minutes, like the first one. I think that would be perfect. I don't know where you cut. I agree with some of the complaints you make, but my overall enjoyment of these characters overshadows any nitpick I have. I'm. I'm coming in very high. I'm coming in the same as part one. I'm coming in at nine and a half. 
Wow. I, I just love it. That's that awesome. Really I'm glad too. you love it. That's great, man. That is cool. That's man. great. Wow. I. That's sweet. And I did forget to mention in part one how sweet Bev is when she first meets him. And she's the only one that signs his oh, book. Yeah. And, you know, just their relationship is so good. She's so and, nice yeah. to him. And, that, and, and it's that so heartbreaking out. in yeah. this one when he thinks for a second that when he, he dreams that, you know, Fire, firehead Bev is coming at him and that whole oh. thing. You think I could love someone as fat and disgusting as you just for that one moment? Oh, my God. That's, see, that's another scene I could see Christian not liking firehead Bev. Looks a little bit like Nicolas Cage I, Ghost Rider, like it, stuff like that. I still love it. <laughs> it had its moments, and, and everything Dave said is true, but fever, firehead Bev went on a little too long. It did. It did, but I would have I would have digested Firehead Bev more had I not had the other sequences that took me out of the film. If if those, those other things had been trimmed it. back and that was right. there, I would have probably been a okay with it. It was just that it was just another. So then you're you're, you're trying to like to not be taken out of the movie at this point. You're, please don't ruin the scene for me. Please don't ruin the scene for me. And again, admittedly, as I was watching, I'm like, okay, it went on a little too long, but I was okay with it because I'm not looking to hate yeah. a film. I really am not. I know you're not. Of course not. And it was it was sweet that that was his artifact. That was Ben's artifact. Was his uh, yearbook page, and hers <laughs> and hers was the poem. It, it, oh, it's perfect. It yeah. is. And the it funny is. part is the token. You bought an actual token from the. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And you know what? I, I like it more now, given given the explanation of of what Richie's real fear was. Because if you look yeah. back on it now, that token not only represents the arcade where he used to go and hang out, but the first boy he actually liked. Correct. So yep. it's, it's oh, man, it's yep. really well done. Really well done from the beginning of part one to the end of part two. It's it's really good. It, it's great. I'm not as high as you, of course, on this one, but I, I'll still come in pretty high. It's still an, it's an eight and a half for me. So a nine and a half and an eight and a half. Pretty solid. <laughs> and, and, a, a review, and a number that no one cares about is what he's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? No, 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 for me. No, oh, no, no. Oh, I... Nine and a half. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about the three of us collectively. I thought you were talking. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought I you meant Brandon is a nine and a half. I'm an eight and a half. No, Duff said. No, <laughs> no, no. Because no. B did the same thing. It was a nine and a half for the first one, a nine and a half for this. For me, it was a nine and a half for the first, and an eight and a half for this. Now you. Yeah. You were what? An, Eight and a uh, half and a seven. And again, there there's things to like. I like I said there's things to like here, so I do think seven's a better a better option because I do like I do like a lot of what's going on here. Um but like I I've I've said numerous, numerous times, there's just too much that takes me out of the film. Okay, it chapter two or Dr. Giggles? Oh, uh it chapter two is is oh, it's okay. just got more meat on the bones. I mean, I even so that's exactly when you when you strip it down to that, then you a lot of our ratings get thrown right at the fuck out the window. Shame. It's so <laughs> funny that you bring that up. By the way, listening to Stern again, and they had a segment where it was Robin Shames, and it has the bell, ding ding, shame, shame. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, it's a segment, and they've got Robin Shame it. I'm like, you shamed me. <laughs> like, amazing well i'm not shaming anybody anymore but anyway <laughs> but that's it you can't when you when you run when you think of overall ratings then i then i look at it and i'm like yeah how can that be but I, once again there's enough that takes me out of this movie that i was arguing against and dr giggles for what it was a stupid fucking slasher movie that came out of nowhere and it worked for me then so be it. It's just, it's all on We've its own. A thousand, how can you keep track? I can't. Yeah. You, 
and you do, you do. Unfortunately, it, it's just it's just the way it is. You do review movies differently. We review slashers differently than we would a movie like this. We it, would review slashers true. differently than we would an art house movie. An art house movie, we expect more story, more development. Slasher movies, we want good kills. We don't yeah, give a shit about the good characters. kills and and yeah, uh, at a good flow. An ant right flow. The a free pair. Ant flow. <laughs> a free you mean <laughs> a spare. A spare? A spare? A spare. I got a spare this month. I didn't have my period. Okay, Christian, Christian are you bowling or, or fucking flowing? Oh, bowling <laughs> or flowing? So what do you say? Now, if a girl's in Canada and all of a sudden, you know, uh, there's a pregnancy scare, is that, is that what they say? Well, what's going on? Well, I had a, a spare. I had a spare scare. No, I made that joke up today. It has nothing to do with anything. Well, You're well, like, well, well, well. A free yeah. period is called a spare, you said. Yeah, right? yeah that's it. Well, there you uh, go. A free, a free period. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a missed period is a lot different than a free one. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> That's called well, a scare. Got... <laughs> yeah. How about we put a period and a sentence on this fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> that's a funny word. <laughs> you say that to it. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably Indubitably Just turn up turn up the bass, ladies. Indubitably Oh, I'm I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah, we gotta go. We love you guys. We're gone. We love you so much. We'll see you next episode. And uh happy October and happy Halloween and all that good stuff. And enjoy your Friday the thirteenth box sets. Yes. Peace. Long time.